Alright, and welcome everybody to episode 22 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. I am so excited because joining us once again, the only man in Canada with a tan is the amazing <laughs> Crab Master. It's more of Krabby. a burn. More of a burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Krabby was down in the States, right? Yeah, we went down to San Diego, just got back a couple days ago. Yeah, all right. And uh, wow, and also... Um, the uh, the man that only knows who on earth the blue jackets are. Um, <laughs> hey, Columbus put up Bill. Columbus put up a hell of a fight, and you have to respect that. There's also a lot of former Rangers on there, so I like to keep tabs. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I really don't know. What this... <laughs> Losing us again. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about, but sure, yeah, sounds good. Uh, well, you know, uh, man, it's been a little while, but I want to say a couple things before we get started. Too awfully much, other than. Man, it's really good to be back with you guys again. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, uh, I want to say, first off, before we do anything, a couple thanks. We had a couple donations after my slightly begging <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the last show. Uh, so uh, I want to say a couple quick thanks to um, to a couple donors. So uh, Mr. Tenstar from the site... Uh, was very kind. And I hope those us... dollars were complete in box. I wouldn't <laughs> accept them any other way. Uh, I think I think there was some sort of stipulation on that that somehow we talk about um, some 360 or or more Sega or something at some point in time. All right, we'll go Sega. I'm I'm not selling out that much. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. CIB himself, variant hater, that which was very nice. <laughs> Thanks, Timster. Yeah, and uh, the other. Uh, one we've got was from uh, Kraken Studios. I'm not sure who exactly is Kraken Studios LLC, but um, they know who they are. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank whoever runs Kraken Studios. I'm pretty sure they donated before to this. Yeah, show, we so. talked about that. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, so I I didn't see any um, super secret message other than you know like hey this is a podcast donation. That's all it really says. So uh, thanks Kraken Studios. <laughs> and speaking of donations, guys, it's a magic time of year for RF Generation, right? It is my favorite time of year. Yeah, it's uh, wait, we're they gonna do like a combination contest thing and donation drive this year, right? Yeah, it's a good idea. So, um, for those of us that uh, weren't around uh, a year ago to hear the show when they were doing the last donation drive, um, so Krabby, what's the donation drive all about? What's going on with that? Um, well, the site obviously had some server troubles recently, so we've upgraded to some, uh, some more efficient, uh, more room. Uh, we haven't had any problems since we've been over to this new one, as far as I know. So, uh, but they cost a little more money, so we need some money to keep the site ad-free and keep running on these new awesome servers so we don't ever have to go back to the old ones. That's right, because that Pentium 3 just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't cutting it. <laughs> Bill, Bill's, uh, Bill knows how the servers, server farms work, right? Oh yeah, I've I actually was working on servers at work today, and it is a great thing that we have people who are willing to do this for free, uh, and you know, kind of set the whole site up and get it up and running and maintain it as well as they do. So uh, it's it's a great thing to have people like that. Yeah. So Bill, in case I mean we, you know, our 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 download numbers are pretty good, and certainly all these people are not on our generation. I don't think so. For those of us that are not on the site, can maybe tell us, everybody, you know, what is RF Generation if you're newer to the show and why on earth would you want to go there and donate? Oh, man. RF is a, uh, it's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, 
retro collecting game sites, uh, you know, forums, places on the internet. You can talk about older games. Um, a lot of good places. Uh, uh, RF is a, a place I kind of stumbled across when I was looking for uh, kind of like checklists to go out while I was, you know, doing my, my hunting. Um, so uh, at least up here in the Northeast, it's now starting to warm up. So it's now becoming flea market season. So a lot of people are going to, you know, start uh, going out and start hunting for games. So uh, some people might uh, kind of stumble across the site the way I did. Uh, and uh, it just uh, it's just a really cool place where a bunch of dudes and girls, well, girls can be dudes. Um, <laughs> what? I don't want to meet those. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to meet the girls that are dudes. Okay. <laughs> well, to, to each his own. So, uh, but yeah, we're, every, we're you know, I, I kind of ended up uh, uh, kind of lurking here for a little while, just kind of like, you know, bumming around on the forums uh until i just kind of figured out that like this was a really you know cool group uh so i kind of ended up uh i came for the checklists uh but i stayed for the friendships oh <laughs> and that's how a podcast is born boys yeah and, girls. <laughs> and, and, there, and there's a few podcasts and uh i finally i'm a little late to the party with a lot of things lately with uh you know the the family situation and everything but uh uh, I was able to finally get a, a to listen to the um, a community playthrough uh, podcast uh, that Fleech and Banana and Tech Wizard and a bunch of guys all jumped in on, and I have to say I enjoyed it very much. I don't know if that's technically been un- unearthed yet. Yeah, I think but... that's a super secret thing, man. So oh, well, then you can edit it out. I, how, well, well, if, it, if it's super secret, how did I find it on the internet? Because <laughs> <laughs> because you knew where to look. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. You can edit that out. Uh, or maybe we won't. Maybe it'll buy then. Uh, everything will be out there. So maybe you'll hear this. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the person, and- the person who wins the donation contest and gets episode zero <laughs> of this <laughs> podcast will get to hear it. Yeah, and I want to say, uh, you know, that normally we do kind of a, a deal with the donation drive in kind of conjunction with that, but um, well, we didn't have quite some time to work that out. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we can jump in with something uh, coming up. Try to help out a little bit, but I would say if nothing else, you know, if you want some place to go, a couple big things, right? Great tools to track a game collection. So you know, make use of that. There's an Android app, carry it around with you when you're out hunting. Very Print your handy. sheets out. You know, like Bill, right? Print your sheets out when you're going to go out. You know what you got. You know what you need. Uh, it doesn't matter the system. I mean, gosh, literally tens of thousands of stuff. Yeah, and and, and speaking of Tin Star and his love for variants, um, the the <laughs> checklist that uh, that you print out. Um, it was kind of what introduced me to variants. So I'm, I'm, you know, you see like, you know, baseball, three, three screw, five screw, uh, round seal, circle seal. And then that was the first time I kind of realized, oh, wait, you know, there are, you know, different versions of these. And I just ended up keeping, you know, the ones that I had, uh, you know, instead of like not getting a second copy of baseball, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just get the variant, you know, so <laughs> you don't have to be like 10 star. You can grab a couple variants, you know, show people how cool they are if you want. And, uh, the checklist, uh, that, uh, once you input your collection on the site, um, that you can print them out with your collection pre-populated, and then just kind of use it as a uh, as a running checklist. So that's that's kind of what got me hooked, and uh, I I really really like the tools that the site has. Yeah, and uh, you know it's all user funded. So like uh, like Krabby mentioned, you know, hey, there's no ads whatsoever. You don't have to worry about any of that. Just everybody's funds this little bit of magic, and you know, and all the contributions come from from everybody. So there's. And uh, that kind of leads us into the other half of what's going on, because miraculously, we're also in time for the submission contest, right? 
I love the submission contest. Because <laughs> last year you won, right? Last year I yeah. won. And, and the year before that, I should have won. Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, because last year, uh, Krabby, you won, but somehow magically I got the prizes. So thanks yeah, for it that. worked out well for everyone. I did all the work. You got all the glory. That's all. And, that's the way it and, should be. And judging from <laughs> judging from that photo we saw earlier, it looks like you have a lot of ammunition. <laughs> oh man, weird. I got a lot. I just I got no time to put it in, unfortunately. So someone else will have to take the crown this year. Maybe yeah, you should hire someone at the store just to do <laughs> your submissions for RF Gen. You are the third to suggest that today. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you know in Canada do they have unpaid interns? I think it's more frowned upon. Fewer <laughs> than it is down there. I, I, I didn't realize not, Canadians yeah. could frown. <laughs> it's more we're, of a yeah. We're angry capitalists here. We don't care. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll crush you to the ground for free. <laughs> but yeah, there's the uh, paint yourself with submissions contest. So uh, again, you know, hey, if you're listening or if you're interested in the site, you know, everything comes from the users. So we need scans of games, boxes, manuals, um, you know, inputs of variations and things like mentioned. You get a put that in you know it's maybe you just bought that brand new ps4 game or whatever make sure it's in there if it's not you can submit it send some scans in and there's some prizes right so you know whoever does the best can win a prize which is last year's prize is gonna be tough to beat though how do you top color a dinosaur (laughs) that's true i did get color a dinosaur and a t-shirt and Mm. a t-shirt yes you can't even buy those (laughs) well you can't buy those (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're really nice i've had mine for a couple of years and eric f- felt pity for me a couple of years ago and sent me his and uh, oh. i'm still still wearing it to this day yeah does, it, does anyone who ever win the prize keep the prize or do they always just give it to somebody no like he, I, he just sent I me win, the shirt because he already it. had one from the previous year yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, champion and then so i already had one so i sent it to duke see and if i miraculously win i'll pay it forward bill <laughs> that's that's how you do things uh, but I won't win. <laughs> I don't have that much stuff to scan. No, yeah, uh, it's it's when you see the totals of the people who uh, who put all this time into this, it's it's really amazing how much work that uh, people decide to do for the good of the site. Yeah, it is. So you know, I would say if one of two things: if if you love video game collecting, which if you're listening to this podcast, duh, you do. I mean, why on earth would you listen to us babble <laughs> for the small scores? Yeah. Okay. What? And um, you know, do you. Go out and spend a few of your time. Either if you got some bucks, you want to throw at least a dollar, two, more, you know, donate to the site. If you, uh, you know, if you got no money and you got time, put some, put some information in the database. It all, it all counts. So, uh, we can really encourage you to do that. And, uh, gosh, man, um, kind of getting back to us for a minute. Bill, you know, from the last episode, congratulations, right? Congratulations, what? <laughs> you, you had a new, a new oh, edition. Oh, that's right. I did. We, I was able to pick up a Gremlins Two manual <laughs> uh, recently, and that was really exciting because I needed it. <laughs> uh, and there was that other child thing. That and we had too. a baby. And yes, thank you very much. He's he's really. I know every parent says this, and I know I'm biased, but he's he's just the best. He's perfect. <laughs> he's amazing, uh, and he's uh, just the greatest little thing. Yeah, yeah. So then you'll warm up and you'll be ready for number two, right? Oh yeah, I'm already, I'm already plan. I'm looking ahead. I'm already thinking. Okay, when and people are already t- like a, f- a few people have already said, um, you know what? Like if you if you're gonna have more than one, like try to have them pretty quick. Get like not get it over with, but like you know, it's it's nice to have kids uh, uh, that are close in age. 
Um, so, uh, we're, uh, you know, we don't want to rush anything or go too quickly, but uh, we're already starting to think, okay, you know, just kind of plan it out over the next uh, few years, see what we want to do here. But, uh, yeah, we definitely want to have more. So he's just, uh, he's just been fantastic. Yeah. You don't want to end up like me where they're scattered to the four winds. And- <laughs> well, well, my, my wife, uh, has a uh, sister who's nine years younger. Uh, and a brother who's just a couple of years older. So, uh, she likes to, you know, tease her sister and call her the accident. But, uh, uh, <laughs> her sister says, no, I was more of a surprise. Um, that's right. Like a gift. Exactly. One of my, yeah. one of my friends I've just, I've met through the store recently and not been hanging out with in the last few months. Uh, I just found out a couple of days ago when I was talking to him, he's got a brother who is 24 years younger than him. Wow. wow. So he was born when his mom was like 15. <laughs> um, right? No, different mother. Uh, so it's oh, kind of like a half-brother, I guess. I see. Okay. okay, all right. That makes yeah. more sense. I can believe that. that yeah. You know, through that same sort of magic, I've got a sister that's pr- I'm almost 20 years older than, so I understand. <laughs> magic. <laughs> it, is, it is magic. If you ever get to experience it, it is magic. It's, it's not magic. It's just a little blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Krabby and Krabby has his one and is done. Uh, <laughs> one and done. So good. One and done. He's done. <laughs> and um, he did it the yeah. right way. Yeah, and I've added the third to my collection. So yeah, I'm, congratulations over uh, over your way too. Yeah, thanks. We're we're done. We had the magic sur- <laughs> the magic surgery, so nice. there there will be no more. But um, and, and sure- if there are, she's got some splaining. <laughs> no, it's actually the other way around. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> uh, they they were in there anyway. Ah. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, man, it's really good, man. I you know I know this is live for the show. It'd be fun if we could just catch up forever. But I suppose um, the listeners might want us to get onto something in particular. So um, at some point, we should let them know in the notes, like the timestamp of when the show actually starts. May, yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. So if you don't listen to the <laughs> incoherent rambling from twenty to twenty-eight, <laughs> but we do have a few other uh, miscellaneous things that we've got to take care of. So, Carby, we've missed you so much. Where could people find this show? On YouTube. Yeah, that's right. YouTube. Your abandoned YouTube channel is still there, right? I, I still get a lot of subscribers and comments, even though I haven't put anything new on it in a long time. So I've been getting kind of a craving lately to jump back on there. So hopefully, I'll get some time to put something up soon. Is Godzilla still the number one? Oh, yeah. You can't take down Godzilla. <laughs> so, so strange. The sexual so strange. innuendos and poop jokes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they don't stop. <laughs> uh, uh, and so uh, if people didn't want to catch us on YouTube, which is the best place if you want the old shows, because that's where the whole archive is all on YouTube. But where else could they go, Bill? Uh, if you uh, want to catch it just on the uh, plain old rfgeneration.com. You can always find uh, find the show over there. Yeah, definitely. You can search us. Uh, we're, we're on there. We post all the new shows, and it's got some uh, comments. If you want to come in and talk about the show, that'd be great. You can also find us on um, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio. You can, mm-hmm. If you got that app, you want to throw us on there, that's great. Um, Kelsey, where else? Are we still on the pickle? Oh, man, we're still on the pickle. <laughs> yeah, it's the number one source of views. Yeah, <laughs> podcast yeah. Cornishon. I haven't really not checked that place. <laughs> it, may be, it may be gone. <laughs> uh, that site went belly up, but uh, you can still find us there, as well as uh, just collectorcast.com. There we go, collectorcast.com, uh, which is, 
which is on our host there, which is a Podomatic, and Podomatic has an app now for your phone. So if you want to get us on the Podomatic app. Yep. And uh, if you have a different app uh, that just takes uh, uh, the RSS feed for your podcast, uh, the CollectorCast.com site uh, has the RSS feed right on it. Absolutely. Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, that's a myriad of ways to, to talk to us. And uh, yep. so the, the Facebook and Twitter have been a little quiet as of late because of all the busyness uh, from all three of us. But uh, uh, we do have uh, uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter accounts that are linked up. So uh, feel free to shoot us something over there if you uh, feel like saying hello. And I would say today, if you guys, whenever you get a chance on your board, check out the little video that I that I posted over there today. It's like uh, it's like some J-pop song, but the, the video is really awesome. But you guys will have to see that. On the Facebook page? Facebook and Twitter should be. I, I should cross-post over there, so that's always great. And, um, yeah, just uh, at CollectorCast on Twitter and uh, slash CollectorCast on Facebook. So we love to hear from you. So having said all that, we'll get on with the show. It's been a, a while since we've all three been together and had a chance to sit down and talk. But, um, boy, we're going to hit a big topic, I think, this time around. Um, we're going to talk about um, collecting and completing um, sets and subsets for, for you know, different systems and uh, you know, different subsets and whatnot. And kind of a lot of this comes around because uh, one of us is, well, I'd say maybe a couple, but uh, one of us is getting really close, right? Who could it be? <laughs> could, it, could it be the guy that owns a game store? It helped a little bit. I thought you were talking hurt. about me and my Konami Silverbox subset, but you were talking <laughs> oh. about someone else entirely. Oh, we'll get to you. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get to you. But um, Krabby. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So if people have listened to the show, they know fellow NES nut. But um, So what's going on with that collection? I'm going for a full license set. And since opening it, was, when I opened the store, I probably had about somewhere between 60 and 70 games left that I needed. And as of this recording, I think I'm at 11 games left needed. Wow. And can you tell us what these few left are? I mean, do you, do you know off the top of your head? Um, give me one sec. I will have them very, very shortly for you. And just, for, just, just for comparison's sake, how close are you to uh, Banana? Um, I think he's under 10. I think he's at like seven or eight or something like that. And is, is there any kind of competition for who gets the, let me, have you guys like been, you know, kind of jabbing at each other or not, not at all? Oh, heck no. No, we've still been helping each other out. He just sent me a couple games. I sent him scat a little while ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still, uh, yeah, helping, helping Very along. Cool. But let's, let's be honest for a minute. Um, Rich is probably not going to catch... Crazy, he's he's right? got a couple big ones that might uh, prove problematic. Be a little road bump, yeah. My mm. list, I'm I'm pretty happy with. All yeah. right, so I so, so got let's hear it. So I got Cool World. Okay, I like, how could you miss that one? <laughs> You're like the Brad Pitt guy. Well, I guess save the best for last, right? Oh, yeah. there you go. I think yeah. I think that one is actually spoiler alert on its way to me now from someone else. So I didn't realize you still needed it. I do, but I, I because I'm I'm a Brad Pitt nut. I think I might wait for a complete box <laughs> to be your last one. 
<laughs> I want I want to sign so, I want to see it signed. What someone so would love that. You, you want to so look at awesome. Brad you want you want Brad Pitt to complete you? He, he's not even <laughs> on the cover unfortunately. It's just the the girl. You can you can like I'll, peel, I'll peel out a there. sticker or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Photoshop him in. That's right. Uh, okay, so we got Cool World. We got uh, Faria. Uh, we got okay. Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, uh, that's easy. That's easy. That's cheap. Yeah. I uh, got uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, really? That, Which one? The the Ubisoft version. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is probably my hardest one left to find, I want to say. Um, we got Jimmy Connors Tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's surprisingly hard to find, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I got Last Action Hero. Oh, it's, yeah, it's toughy. Tricky. Yeah. Uh, Miracle Piano. Now, I've, I've had two chances to pick that up loose. I, I've been holding out because I really, really want the keyboard to go with it. Hmm. So uh, that one might be one of the last ones I get just because I'm holding out for that accessory to go with it. But mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. I think you mentioned, though, that you want the keyboard complete in box, right? That's uh, why? That would be preferred, yes. Uh, I yeah. would settle for just a fully functioning one, not a complete in box, but... Uh, I, I'm not going to be too picky with that one. Good luck finding the stupid foot pedal. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. I've heard. Um, what else do we need? Uh, stack up. Oh, are you going to go for the full-blown stack yeah, up? Yeah, I, I want to play everything, right? So i gotta mm-hmm. got to have all the pieces. So that one's mm-hmm. going to be probably the priciest one left on this list. Yeah. You might be able to buy a 3D printer for less than the cost <laughs> of the game and make all the pieces. <laughs> or you could import the Famicom version no. and just take the pieces no it's got to be got to be north american got to be real it's the same thing <laughs> gotta be fresh got uh tecmo cup soccer oh, yeah, okay right. yeah yeah. and world championship racing nigel mansuel's world championship racing yeah not i mean it's it's uh i mean you didn't list any of the ones that you know a lot of people would say are their last ones so i mean this looks like it's uh, gonna it's uh, imminent this is going to happen this year. Yeah. 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 And let's, yeah. and let's be clear. I mean, for those that haven't listened long, I mean, you're going full blown, right? So you have, you've got the one that stops everybody, right? Yeah. I got, got the stadium events out of the way two years ago now, probably. Uh, I was talking about Mario Duck Hunt, but. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I thought you were talking about, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Fire and Ice. Oh, yeah. That's okay. A good there one. we go. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah. got no real, like, no Little Samson's, no Flintstones 2's, no Panic Restaurant's, Bubble Bobble 2's, you know, those, those big ones that haunt a lot of people on the end of their list. So those were done yeah. a long time ago. You're a smart man. That, that was the plan. The... I kind of saw them creeping yeah. up, so I wanted to grab them before they got unobtainable. You're, you're like a stockbroker. <laughs> <laughs> but with no money to show for it. <laughs> Just a handful of plastic. Yep. All right, so... um yeah, that I mean, by uh, getting pretty close. So um, yeah, obviously, that's, this that's, is. I'm, a ex- big I'm excited goal. for you. Yeah, me too. I, me I'm too. really excited. Like this is, I don't know. Some people I've seen them knock it out in like a year or two. Oh. And and I I don't know how exciting that those last few games coming in can be when it's so quick. But this, this yeah. is for me. It's been eight or nine years now. Right. So it's it's been a long, painful goal at times, and uh, I'm really getting excited. Yeah, so within the year, we're thinking that's going to happen then. Yeah, like every every time a new game comes in, I, I'm getting that same feeling like when I started out when you had like 50 games. You get a new one that you like, I've been looking for, you know, Castlevania <laughs> yep. 2 forever, yep. and I finally yeah. got it again. I'm feeling like that again, like here's Terminator, I've been looking for that for, you know, six years it's, now. 
Isn't that the best? And that's like, and that's one of the things that you really love about it when you first start collecting. And then as you get more and more stuff and it gets harder and harder to find things, it almost gets a little bit discouraging because you don't get that as much because, you know, the stuff is either harder to find or like you can't, you know, swing the the money at the time. And it was kind of like that with 32X. Like when I first started grabbing like new games, it was all BC Racers and all Blackthorn and like, you know, just games that like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have yet for the system. And now that I have everything except one, I find myself like not even thinking about it anymore because it's like, well, I'm not just going to come across a a cheap uh, Spider-Man on a forum someplace or come across it like at a tag sale probably. So I just kind of put it out of my mind. I'm like, well, like if it happens, it happens, you know? So, uh, but being being able to get excited about uh, a new thing to the, into the collection is, is gotta be fantastic. It is. There's there's guys that come into the store that I know are at least somewhat versed in NES collecting, and I'll when I get something new and I, I like talk to them about it, and, and sometimes you can just tell they they don't care. They're not interested. They're just yeah. <laughs> you know they're oh good job you know like yeah. they, they, they don't care. But I just color the N64 yeah. games. Color yeah. a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Like like some of the games have gotten to the point where like things like Last Action Hero, most people don't even know it came out on the NES, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they really don't care, but I, I'm still excited. So I'm talking about it to way more people than I should be getting psyched again. <laughs> Who will then come and break into your house? Yeah. No, no one's going to come break in for my cool world. Unfortunately, <laughs> be the first thing I took. Oh man. Yeah. So Bill, I mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit, right? You are also going for a complete set of 32 X games, right? Yes. Complete inbox, uh, complete uh, us set. That's right. So, and as you mentioned, you're one away. One right? away. Yep. So it was, it was, and it was a, it's a really fun system, uh, to collect for. I mean, I guess you, you kind of have to enjoy the system or else what's the point. But, uh, if you have, you know, any kind of, you know, that, that like weird, you know, kind of like, well, the 32X is weird. So if you kind of have that weird, you know, Sega love, uh, for like that kind of quirky, any one of the quirky little systems that didn't have a ton of games that, uh, you know, I kind of have a soft spot for. It was a really fun system to go for. I mean, when it first, when it came out years ago, I had like three games for it. Uh, like Virtual Racing, Star Wars, and uh, uh, Virtual like, Fighter. Like 50% of the library, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that was probably like 8%. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's like 36, 37 games. I, I can't remember exact the exact number. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of games for it. <laughs> And Lose count to after after ten, right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take your socks off, and then it just gets crazy. You gotta bring your friends over. You yeah. Can't keep track. I let someone borrow my abacus, so I'm not a hundred percent, you know, all together right now. But yeah, um, but yeah, and it's a uh, uh, you know, and as if the system wasn't quirky enough, like there's those Sega CD 32x, you know, uh, kind of dual releases, and it's it's weird because like most of the uh, they all are just CDs. So people always ask, they're like, it's not a cart and a CD? I'm like, no, it's just a CD, and it's just because the extra processing. would be processing. so awesome if you yeah. needed a cart and a disc to put <laughs> it in. A car- and then, like, or if you, if you start it up and it says, uh, it says, oh, the disc is good, but please insert cartridge one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just the disc and it uses the extra processing power. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun little system. It's quirky. Um, obviously most of the games aren't great. If they were, the system would have lasted longer. Uh, but it's still a really cool, you know, little piece of Sega history that I, I really, you know, I was kind of a fanboy when it came out. So I guess it kind of, uh, you know, 
leans toward uh, me enjoying it now. Um, and it's funny the things that you find for for things like that that you didn't know existed when you start. You know, when you become the thirty two X guy, people kind of, there's not too many of you. So there's uh, there's always people who are like, oh, thirty two X guy, I saw this thirty two X thing. What do you think? Do you want this? I'm like, well, yes, I do. So you end up with like you know like the blockbuster rental case, um, uh, you know, kind of like re like uh, uh, reproduction news. Uh, I got a dark side uh, a complete repro from a uh, uh, guy uh, Mickey who runs the Retro Games Plus in Westport. Uh, I got it from it too many games last year. It's the nicest looking uh, uh, reproduction I've ever seen. Um, there's another reproduction that's in the mail on the way to me now. Oh, really? Yeah, I finally I finally closed the deal on that, and I nice. I, I felt bad because I, you know, again with the family situation, I, I a lot of things have been kind of put on hold for a little bit. But I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm like crawling out of the cave and getting back to, uh, you know, back to communicating with other people. So that's an exciting <laughs> thing that's happening. Um, but yeah, 32x. It's just a funny, silly little system. It was a lot of fun. It doesn't take long. Or a whole lot of money to complete a cart only set. Uh, it takes it only it only takes a little bit of extra cash for like two or three games, and all the rest of them are really really pretty simple. Um, but yeah, if you want to complete, you're either gonna have to shell out the dough or be very patient. And I am Mister Patient. I'm I'm right there with you. I mm. understand. So um, you know, I'm kind of along with Krabby's track that I'm an NES nut. Well, and you too, Bill. I'm sure we'll get into when we start talking about subsets in a minute for sure. Um, but I'm getting pretty close, and, and hopefully Krabby's going to help me get a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Oh, foreshadowing? Yeah, foreshadowing. foreshadowing. <laughs> um, so, so wait, Chris, how are you ever going to find a little Samson, though? I would like to thank a certain Mr. Bill for, oh, for that you're one. Welcome. Don't even mention it. You don't even have to mention that. Uh, I will. I will <laughs> gladly mention that every time that I can. Oh, so uh, yeah. I want to say, <laughs> you know, I the same thing. Like talking, you know, like like Grab was talking with you know with Rich uh, and everything is, you know, we all kind of we all have, several of us that kind of work as a team, like this collecting team. Yep. And um, that's what you do. You feed each other, you know, the stuff because nobody. I it would it, okay. It would be re- really expensive to do it all on your own. Yeah, like really expensive. Yeah. Um, and half the time, just and you have more fun. I don't know. I these days I have more fun just hitting stuff and going. Hey, do you know? Do you want that? Is that something you're looking for? Mm-hmm. I like getting those little texts from you. Yeah. Do you need this Atlas game? Do you need this? Who, need, <laughs> who needs this yeah. NES game? Yeah, it's awesome. Because then it's almost like, too, it's like, oh, I get to shop with someone else's money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the local game guys are really nice, and they're like, you know, they, they know me. But, um, but it's, yeah. It's, it's actually amazing how many people do that, and not just games, for all different stuff. Like, I go to the flea market, and, you know, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, there was uh, – uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what was the picture I sent you guys? It was the Atari uh, – not the 8-bit Atari – I can't remember. It was like it was like a complete uh, uh, Atari. Uh, the guy was asking like eighty or hundred bucks for. Oh and I, yeah. And uh, and I, I don't just remember what that was, but I remember you snapping a picture. And I, and I just asked the guy, uh, or the guy asked me, uh, you know, it was like you know, an eight hundred or something like that. I, maybe it wasn't eight hundred. Yeah. So uh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Atari eight hundred. So um, and I went to take a picture of it, and the guy was like, "Oh, you interested?" And I was like, "Well, I have some like I have several friends who you know I kind of you know do this stuff with, so I'm just going to shoot him a picture and see if anybody wants it." And he kind of like he didn't kind of roll his eyes at me, but like he kind of was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." 
And I was like, what? Like, th- that must be exciting for that he's, you know, getting a lead like that. And then I kind of paid attention the rest of the day. And there were so many people like saying that to sellers, like, oh, I'm going to tell my friend about this. Uh, right. Which is, so, I'm going to look up the eBay prices. Yeah. Yeah. I, so then I, so then I realized, oh, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm, you know, I'm serious about it. I'm, I'm legit, you know, sending it to people, but like, that's got to be a thing that people do a lot. I actually don't see a lot of that up here. People legitimately, I could hear them on the phone, like call their brother or call their friend. Like he's got, you know, Xenogears mm-hmm. today. I had that one in the store. So I had a lot of people like calling their friends, like trying to find somebody to buy this Xenogears for me. So it would not <laughs> last the day. Yeah. So I, I see that quite often actually. And I don't see a lot of people, I, cause I watched for it. I used to do it too. I'd, it's, I pull up my phone, but not to check prices, to check my like, uh, the RF Gen app on my phone. Yep. Make sure it's not a double or check like yep. uh, Bill's wish list and see if there's something he needed type thing. Uh, I don't see a lot of people pull out their phones up here to check prices or lists or anything. They almost never. Well, we're filthy capitalists down here. Yeah. so. Uh. And, I've, and, and, I've, and I've shown sellers before. Like uh, one seller's one time, like he's like, what are you doing looking up on eBay? And I showed him the phone. I was like, this is my collection. <laughs> I sometimes forget if I have exactly, you know, which cart or like, do I have that? Or am I missing the manual? And he was like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. it's um, Yeah. Like when I go to the local game exchange, the guys there are really they're really nice, and obviously they know me by now. But yeah, you, you um, talked about them a lot that they uh, they hook you up and they call you when stuff comes in. Yeah, but I mean, they're even like, yeah, yeah, here's our Wi-Fi password or whatever you can yeah. send your stuff because <laughs> yeah. they want to sell it, right? Duh. Right. They want to sell it. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, for NES, I've. Um, I don't know. I get some weird sickness. I don't. I just don't have some limited set. I guess so. Oh, you mean with you mean with going for unlicensed as well. <laughs> um and you know so um i just don't know where the boundaries are for me but i maybe we'll get into some of that i don't yeah. know if i have defined well, boundaries I, I was gonna bring that up if you didn't yeah i i really like it's i cannot fathom myself collecting like you do but i really like it because it just yeah it never ends like as soon as you've got all the license you know you still got a license you got a homebrew you got mm. imports you got reproductions and on and on and on you got accessories. Did you say accessories? I did not. Okay. Yeah. I, Duke's, did, I didn't uh, want to mention that because I'm fighting him for a couple. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I get the next hands free that comes up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. There's, what's it called? Someone had uh, one of uh, Dave, one of the regular cool uh, sellers of games at uh, the local flea market. He had a, uh, a box U Force. Nice. Uh, nice. And I think, I think you guys have those, right? Yep. I don't yeah. have a box for mine, but I do have one with the manual and everything else. Oh, you don't have the box? I don't. I would like to get a second one because I've had a few really awesome nights where we just pulled out the U-Force and played Punch-Out! <laughs> Mario for like an hour. We tried to Those play DuckTales the- with it, which isn't a game that's supposed to be programmed with it. <laughs> and it was so bizarre to climb up a rope or use your pogo stick. Like It was fun, though. <laughs> Did you put your power gl- glove on while using the U-Force? Uh, no, but we did play, like, we played one round with the Power Glove, one round with the U-Force, see which level, which one we could complete the level with quicker. While standing in the activator. <laughs> That's Sega. Come on, don't get crazy. If your su- super scope strapped to your back. <laughs> My laser scope. Right. Oh man, the the I I that's the one thing that I uh, I'm part partially for my Konami you know love, um, but uh, I really would like a boxed laser scope, but I haven't even seen one. I don't have a box one. I mean, mine and mine's pretty beat up, but mm. 
Yeah, it's because all the screaming you do into it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to yell fire loudly, <laughs> or it just won't work. There's certain things that it's like. Uh, there's very few things that you like hundred percent like have to go to like eBay or buy from somebody, but that's one thing that I've literally never seen. Now that came anywhere except is, on eBay. That, that accessory specifically for Laser Invasion is that right? Yes. Now, it's, the, it's the it's the only game that I've seen advertised right. working with the laser scope. That, you can you can use it for some other games, yeah, but that's the right. one it's designed for. Right now, that game is brutally hard with the controller. I cannot <laughs> imagine playing. Oh no! It once once and you being add, able to beat it with that, you just no, have once to you, say once fire. You, yeah, once you add the connect laser scope, <laughs> the connect, you're all set. I'm looking. I just checked eBay just for fun right now. Uh, the boxed one that's on there is 150 dollars. That doesn't sound horrible. Yeah, it's no. there. For yeah, it's exactly. It's there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's cheaper than a web of fire. I'd almost rather get like a loose one and just put it on a mannequin head, <laughs> or put it on the Master Chief uh, from Halo Three. There you go. There you go. But let's let's talk about. Okay, so you know, you know, Krabby, you're gonna go for this full set. Bill, you want a full 32x set. I've mm-hmm. got kind of different outlooks on that. So, uh, what 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 is the appealing part to you about collecting every single game within some defined set? What, I mean, Krabby, what 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 excites you about that? Uh, the original reason I wanted to is because I bought I wanted like two or three games I used to have when I was a kid. And I bought a lot of 50 games because they had two of the games I wanted in there. And it was like Lolo and Hydlide and Carnot were in the slot. And those are the three I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I got a whole bunch of other stuff I'd never heard of. Uh, Gargoyle's Quest, Chiller. And I can't even remember the rest now. It's but a nice I, lot. Wow, yeah. Chiller was like in the first lot of games you bought? Chiller was in the first lot of games. <laughs> and I spent like 30 bucks on this lot. It was, it was wow. back when eBay, when you could actually get deals, when it wasn't a whole bunch of jerks like us trolling eBay. <laughs> we and, are jerks. Yeah. And so I'm playing these games I've never heard of, never knew existed, and some of them were really, really fun. And so I was like, I need to get all of these and see which ones I really, really like. That happened, like, in a day? <laughs> that happened uh, probably over a whole weekend. Wow. <laughs> like over two, two days? days. <laughs> two days. Yeah. Um, I, at the time, though, it was a little bit of naivety. Like, I didn't realize how many games there were, how hard some were to find, how expensive some of them were. Yeah. So it was just like, I'm going to do this. It's going to, you know, I'll have this done in six months, and then I'll get all the Super <laughs> Nintendo games after that. <laughs> It'll take two how, days. So, I could do so that. Wait, yeah. So wait, how old were you when that happened? Oh, this was probably about 10 years ago, Tops. Wow. Oh, so a young lad. Uh, uh, a young lad in his early 20s. Yeah, 20s. Okay. I guess I'm not as old as I think I am. Uh, yeah, around probably 20, 21, 22 at Tops. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, cool. And, um, and you just, so right off the bat, you just went, I got it. I'm going to have all of them. I got it, yeah. And then... Um, after getting into communities like RF Gen, Racket Boy, Nintendo Age, and just like researching some of the games and some of the sets, it was fascinating. And all of the collecting stuff that I didn't know about, because I was just getting into it originally just to play the games, the collecting stuff really grew me. So it got really exciting when you'd locally find like a Snow Brothers or something that's kind of hard to find. It, it was you get this rush like you're playing the game and you'd be right. like yeah so mm-hmm. that stuff kind of grew on me as as i went along into it and now i love both aspects 
Okay, so I mean, I think you maybe already mentioned a little bit, Bill, but I mean, why why every thirty two X game? Um, it seemed really really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that wasn't the whole reason. Like like I said, like I mentioned a little bit uh, before, I uh, I'm telling you, like I. I don't know how many of us there were. There weren't very many. I was a huge, not just like Sega Genesis fanboy, like back in the 16-bit wars. I was on board with the 32X. <laughs> that was like, I was, I had like, they didn't exist, but like if like, if there was like a 32X like hat, like <laughs> jacket, like 32X socks, like I'm telling you, like I was reading, uh, I mean, back then. Other I think than it was the one m- that Bill had his grandma make special for him. <laughs> yeah. It didn't exist. <laughs> the contra sweater that was debunked. Um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, I'm telling like, I mean, back then was like what, like EGM was like the main uh, yeah. magazine, I think back then. And I'm reading like all the articles with, uh, cause back then, I mean, these days, you know, like a little bit about the specs, but like back then, I feel like it was actually more about specs back then than it is now. Like now it's like, Hey, just look at what it can do back then. It was like 32 bit risk processing. (laughs) And uh, like, you know, no one cared, but but they, but the thing is like now I couldn't tell you how many, you know, polygons or, you know, like texture shading on the new systems. But like back then you knew exactly how many like polygons per second, you know, the 32 X could do versus, you know, Saturn and all the other uh, 3d systems. So I was, I mean, really back then I was looking forward to the 32 X. Um, I, I, I hear I, it's the most USB ports is the best system now. Yeah, <laughs> number one USB <laughs> ports. I think it's I think it's whichever one has the less P's is the one you want. <laughs> the fewest P's. <laughs> so so yeah, but it's uh, I mean I literally like months before 32x came out, I was it was like I circled it in the service merchandise catalog. <laughs> like I I left the Toys R Us manual open. <laughs> like I was talking about it. I knew which games I wanted. Like I'm t- I was I was I was drinking the Kool Aid hard on the 32x and then the 32x came out and i uh i remember like the first time like we hooked it up like we hooked it up wrong like we the spacer that was on it (laughs) we left the space or no like we just opened up the package and we saw the spacer and we're like well it has the same shape as the bottom of the 32x let's put it on there and then we like put it uh in like on the genesis and it wouldn't load because the spacer was like stopping it from you know Connecting to the card slot. (laughs) So we literally got on the phone with Sega support. (laughs) And, uh, and, and like, I remember, like, they picked up the phone and, uh, we're like, hey, it won't turn on. Take the spacer off. What? Take that thing off that you put on. Like, oh, there, there it goes. Thank you. And do you remember the instructions that came with that thing? It's like, if you have this configuration, you'll yep. need these 15 things. And because if you have that were, one. Because there were 47 possible combinations with all the different models of uh, Sega stuff that had come out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, back in the day, I, w- I was, you know, hard, uh, hard, you know, fanboy on the 32x so then kind of when i got into collecting and i started and i picked up like a handful of uh complete box 32x games uh similar to krabby the my first 32x lot when i kind of got like you know when i was a little bit older and i kind of decided okay i'd like to you know grab some of the games that i enjoyed playing when i was younger so i already had a genesis so i got uh, i think it was an ebay lot it was a box 32x with like six games or something um, so, uh, and those showed up and then, you know, I liked the way the box games looked on the shelf and I just started, you know, kind of, I found a few more and then before long, I was like, you know what, there are only that many games for it. Yeah. Like, why don't I just do this? So, and then it just became, uh, you know, it, 
it, it didn't, it wasn't like Krabby were in like 17 hours. I was like, I'm going to get all this stuff. <laughs> it, it was more like, like I had a few games and then like the next day I was like, let me see if I can get a few more. And like, it probably took, uh, you know, and it's, I'm the same way with Nintendo. Like I, there's, there's actually never been a point, even to this day, I don't think where there's never been a point with Nintendo where I've said, my goal is to get a complete Nintendo US license set. My goal with Nintendo has always been just to get games that I don't currently have. Yeah. So it's never like, uh, you know, it's never like I can fail at that. It's like, there's always games I can get that I don't currently have. So it's, uh, you know, there's always something for me to go out there for. This is probably a good segue into Duke's collection. What, what's the appeal of not having a very well-defined ending? That's the appeal because I don't have to stop, <laughs> right? I yeah, mean, I, I like that idea. Like, <laughs> And I, I don't know if that's something that I did consciously, but I've never said my goal is to get complete everything. It's just... I'm interested in any Nintendo game that I don't currently have. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I understand. I think I get the idea of wanting to check a box that says done. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I can. It's like when the microwave's finished with your dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can appreciate the desire to have closure on something. Um, but that's kind of it. It's kind of like that ride that I don't want to, uh, I don't want to stop. Right, I um, I enjoy it. I like doing it. I don't. If it was over, I I don't know. I would. Uh, I don't know. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of this a little bit later. But it's what what now? Right? What See, do you do now? Yeah, that would frustrate me to no end. <laughs> yeah, and I know no you. I, yeah. yeah, and I know you. That that's that's murder. Like oh. I could I more understand when people collect and they they cut out like Flintstones and and City events for instance, or when you're doing right. an N64, you cut out like Sculptor's Cut or something like that. And you finish your set. Like It might not be the full, complete US set or however you want right. to find it, but they're but finished their set. Yeah. I, I get that. Mm. I understand that. Dukes, I don't quite grasp <laughs> as much. I I, it would, I can see kind of how it would be fun, but after a while, it would really grate on me. Like, I'm not getting any closer to my goal. <laughs> I would say, okay, imagine it like this, right? Let's say that your goal is to run a marathon. You train, you train, you train, and you run that marathon. You don't just go, yes, I ran the marathon. I'm going to now sit on my butt Time and watch TV. Time for a Game of Thrones marathon. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right, you don't just go, that's it. I'm never running again. I think right? I might actually do that <laughs> like, for something like that. Um, okay, not a well. marathon in particular, but I I like hitting a goal, and that's done. Next thing, let's, let's yeah. find a new goal. Yeah, it might not be somewhat, It might not be related at all. Yeah, and see, in my case, the goal is always get the one I don't have yet. Get the one I don't have yet, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's, let's be honest, unless I hit the lottery, I'll never be done. Even if you hit the lottery, I don't think you'd be done. There's some things that you just, even with infinite amount of money, you're just not going to have any luck finding um, I don't know. If you have enough deep uh, pockets, you might be able to get I think money, I think, I think, I think for the most, like, I, I agree with you. A There's bit. a few things that are kind of one of a kind that other people don't need okay. the money either. So you right. got a, a few items you'll. I don't think you'll ever track down. Okay, probably not a Nintendo Campus Challenge, right? Right. That's, that's not going to happen because oh, you're talking There's okay. one. Yeah. There's one of them. <laughs> if you but, want, yeah, like a sealed Flintstones surprise dice Creek. There's what one that's come out? I think. 
maybe uh, or like sealed stadium events right there's a few there's three of those come on there's at least. a few yeah but i tell you what i bet if i had a million dollars in my hand and i went to the guy that has campus challenge what's it i said million dollars yeah can't, i bet you, he would you, i bet he would yeah. hand it over you can't go to the grave with it yeah take uh, the million everybody has their price <laughs> you now, can go I, to the grave with that <laughs> i don't have a million dollars so i'm not gonna do that but um yeah now don't get me wrong i Will I kind of check off a mini step, like when I go? Okay, yes, I have like so everything. You, but would you kind of the way you're collecting set? Would you kind of consider like license set as like a subset? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That, that makes a little bit of sense then. Um, so yeah, will <laughs> I get excited when I can tick that box off? Sure, but I mean I'm not done, right? Right. That's just one box out of out of a lot. So. Um, that's the part to me is kind of, I, I understand the concept of completion and wanting to say I'm done, but then I go, it's a hobby. What do you do? What do you do then? So that's, that's what's going to be my question now. So Krebby, you're getting close. What mm-hmm. happens when you're done? I've already got a few more on the go more than I, I meant to Pro- If I didn't have the store, I'd have less of them on the go, but, uh, I've always planned to, to move on to other systems once that one's done. Um, I've, I've got half the virtual boy library already complete in box, including the two most expensive ones. So I, I, I really like the virtual boy. I want to finish that one off. It'll be quick. It'll be easy. Um, turbo graphics is another one I'm really liking. I'm about halfway through that library complete in box. So I'll probably continue on that one. Uh, N64, I kind of enjoy picking up, uh, complete in box games for that one. Just out of nowhere, I started collecting Vita games cause I didn't realize how few of them there were. <laughs> so I've got like half the Vita library already, and I, so so just move on to another system. Move on to another system. Yeah, I, I don't want it to stop either, but I still want those well-defined endings. Is there ever an end? End? Probably when I run out of space. Um, but, th- <laughs> but that'll be more like uh, if I hit it. If I hit that point where I just I literally can't put another game in my house, it'd be like sell off all the Vita stuff now and we'll move over <laughs> to master system or something. Okay. All right. So Bill, what happens when web of fire goes on the shelf? Um, I've thought about that. Uh, and I'm not sure a hundred percent, but the, the, the one thing that keeps kind of creeping into my mind is to complete all of them, like actually play through each one to the end. That's kind of fun. Nice. Um, and that, and that might be a YouTube, uh, project that finally gets me off my butt and like finally, you know, I've been talking, they're like, you know, thinking about doing something on YouTube for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so again, like it's, it's not a ton of games. Um, they're at I that was, point too where they're not super, super long. No, yeah, like and, they are and, nowadays. A, yeah. and a lot of launch games, especially like arcade style, like, uh, you know, launch games, they're, they're, yeah. they're typically not, you know, terribly long in, in length um so uh, uh i've already completed uh you know a couple of them like virtua fighter i've compl- i would do it again but you know virtua fighter i've completed a uh, star wars i've completed um i'm sure there'd be a couple that'd be a little on the frustrating side um but uh i think it'd be you know something that uh would kind of add uh to the uh, overall experience of you know completing that collection is not just that I collect each one of them but I experienced each one of those games yeah, as much to as I could. The end. That's awesome. So I, I, I th- if you do that, let me know. I, I've been streaming 
YouTube like game playthroughs in the store lately. I totally mm-hmm. totally stream some build videos. Oh, cool. And uh, uh, if yeah, if I do it, I I would let you guys know, and we we you know. I don't know if we make a big deal out of it, but uh, you know anyone who is curious to know about uh, the elusive 32x uh, library could you know watch what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, we could definitely pimp that and yep. get that out there. Um, so oh, that's good. So uh, is game collecting then just random NES pickups or or what what beyond that? Uh, how do you mean? Um, for you, I mean, okay, you finished 32X and you said, well, mm. with the NES, it's kind of just things I don't oh, have. Oh, right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, so, so for a long time and you'll hear me referencing the kid a lot, but, uh, so before, <laughs> you know, we had the kid, um, it was, uh, you know, it kind of depended on, you know, if I had a, you know, a good couple of weeks, like either at the flea market or like, you know, picking stuff up at local thrift shops or whatever, stuff that I could use as trade bait. Um, um, and a lot, and if I couldn't use it as trade bait, you just sell it on the forums and then you'd have your PayPal, you know, account stacked up. And then you jump on, like Krabby was saying, like Racket Boy, Nintendo Age, RF Generation, like whatever. And you're looking for those big lots of Nintendo or, you know, complete games or like whatever you're interested in. And, um, so spending PayPal money like that never felt like spending money to me mm-hmm. because it didn't cost me that much money to get to that amount. You know what I mean? So it, right. it kind of, it just felt like spending fake money. Um, so, uh, uh, I like, that's how I've, you know, always collected the uh, complete and box Nintendo stuff just to kind of keep the cost down. Um, it's getting trickier, uh, <laughs> late, lately. And I don't know if it's just, you know, local to me. Um, but I, I'm seeing, I mean, I, I've, I literally gave up on Craigslist. Um, I gave up on, uh, Goodwill a little while ago. I stopped by Savers once in a while cause they, they have some nice surprises, but, uh, I, it's, I mean, Craigslist is, is just, it used to be, you know, every couple of days, you know, I'd find something cool on Craigslist. All you see now are, I collect video games and sell me your video games. And like, there's like Facebook groups around me where like people are like just, uh, posting, uh, like the, people are buying everything. And then the, the tricky part around me is people are spending a lot of money on yeah. stuff that they don't need to spend a lot of money on. Right. And it's, oh, I picked this up and I got it. It's like, oh, cool. Like, what'd you spend? I spent $80. Ooh. Really? <laughs> Ouch. Why, why'd you do that? <laughs> right. You're like, oh. Yeah. So I, I, and I'm, you know, it's been going on for like a year now. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, the market kind of dies down a little bit. Like we've been talking about how Atari died down uh, after yeah. it's kind of spike. Um, but I'm actually more or less on, like, I'm not on a, on a Nintendo hiatus, but like a lot of people have, have seen, I mean, Nintendo stuff is hot. It, it's high right now. It's, it is. Oh yeah. It and is. it's not, and you know, if, and we've been, I feel like we've been saying it for like at least a year, like, oh, like, well, it's on a bubble. Let's see if the bubble kind of calms down. Oh, more than um, a year now. Yeah. It, it's a yeah. great big rolling bubble. And, uh, so I'm at the point now where, you know, I, I don't mean to be like, you know, cheap, uh, gamer guy, but like, you know, if, if there's good deals on box games or if box games come up that I don't think there's a good chance that I'll, you know, see another, you know, decent price on, I'll go for it. Um, but, uh, I'm very, very conservative right now. And part of the reason I can be conservative is I have over 400 Nintendo games and I haven't played them all. Uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of in a mode right now where I'm still looking, not nearly as much as I used to. Um, but I'm very content to just kind of slowly playing the games that I've accumulated before I kind of go back to market. I've no, got yeah. a friend in town who recently approached me. He, he's been collecting for a few years too, and he's got 
pretty decent selection of stuff at his house. And he he's hardcore into it. Like, every weekend, he's the guy who's garage sailing at 6 a.m. Wow. Yeah. And, and yeah. he's responding to every Kijiji ad that has anything interesting <laughs> in it. Wow. And, yeah, he, he's like I was a few years ago. He's, he's taken over my spot. And he approached me the other day asking if I'd be interested in buying his entire collection. Oh, and, really? And, and this, this is like an hour after going out garage sailing at 6 a.m. <laughs> so I'm confused. I asked him, like, what's going on there? And he, he's like, I just have so much fun getting these games. And I've got them, all the ones that show up all the time. So I just want to get rid of them and get them again. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. So he, he just <laughs> likes the hunt. Yeah, he wants to sell yeah. all his, you know, Mario Karts and his Smash Bros and things he finds hundreds of so that he can get them again for the first time. That's, That's all right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's the thrill I mean, of the hunt. And, and 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 it's funny you say that because a few years ago, same thing, like two, three years ago, I was I was exactly the same way. I mean, like back when before like Craigslist and like, you know, garage sales and yard sales had all like tons of like, you know, they call them the early bird uh, shoppers uh, just uh, who have like, the routes planned out. I definitely was like more on more than a few times uh, was up at 5 a.m. to drive an hour away for a for the chance of there being games at this, you know, yard sale in another town. So I, and I don't know if it's, you know, if it's kind of like a phase that a lot of collectors go through, but like I did it for a while. It was a lot of fun. And I almost wonder if I don't do it as much anymore because I'm a complete in box collector and it's so less likely to find complete in box Nintendo or 32 X, you know, uh, stuff um, at places like that. So I think I kind of went through, I think we need to bring this up later because I my collecting habits have changed considerably now that they're literally being delivered to me daily. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I can imagine. And mine's changed a little bit too, you know. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I uh, it's um, let's table that one for later. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, I don't think I really have to answer that question because, like I said, I don't I don't plan to stop. Um, you know, if anything, the only thing I ever think about sometimes is maybe parting out some other systems I'm not as interested in to get farther in. But yeah, you've you've done that in the past before too, right? I have. Yeah, no. and I'm okay I've, with that. I've done that too. Um, I'm and, still still enjoying your CDI. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I I weep for you daily. I, I don't think I've enjoyed it in over a year now. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you could never enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I you know. I, it's fun. I still had to go out and I still do find uh, a few deals and we'll talk about that. Sure. But some of that stuff, yeah, I don't, I'm, you know, it's not my main thing. So if, if somebody else wants to trade or do something, you know, I'm willing to do that. It's, it's just fun sometimes to, um, to go around. But yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I like doing NES stuff and I don't, I don't really plan to, to switch out of that. So um, we kind of hit on, I think, Krebby, you mentioned earlier the idea of subsets, and no doubt we've mm-hmm. talked about subsets before, but some people are really just subset collectors, period, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I think some people have this notion that completing an entire console library is crazy. And for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, let's be honest, a lot of people have that argument, right? Should I get, why should I get all the games for a particular system when I should really only go for the good games, quote unquote, right? Yeah. And and subsets can also be defined by you. So again, oh, yeah. speaking to Krabby's point of, you know, I've defined this goal, I've achieved this goal, I'm happy with my achievement. Right. 
I yeah, like my subsets when I first started weren't like uh, all the Capcom games or all the Ultra games or whatever. I wanted like one game in my collection that started with every letter of the alphabet. Interesting. That's neat. You know what I was I was thinking as you were going to say is that like a lot of people like you mentioned before like oh like I want to get all the Castlevania games or yeah. I want to get all the Mega Man games. Like those are very very common yeah. like first goals. No, it was um, like I've yeah. never seen anything that starts with Q. I need to get Cubert <laughs> or Kicks or yeah. <laughs> There's only a few games that start with X. I need one of those yeah. in my library. Ke- Quiche Attack. Yeah, and then it was like there's only three games that start with X. So I need Zeeks, I need Xenophobe, you know. Yeah. What was the hardest? What, what was the <laughs> hardest letter of that set to complete? Uh, S, just because it's so big. There's so many. <laughs> everything starts with Super or Star. Yes. So there's like a bazillion of them. I remember I first, uh, I, I just figured, okay, why don't I try to go down the list from the RF Generation printed out list? So I was like, okay. Uh, 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 and then, like the very, like at the very top, it's like the Myriad and the Caltron. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, let's go after these guys. <laughs> let's go down the let's go down the list to Abadox. Yes, yeah. Abadox. Yes. All right. Check. Astyanax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, Bill, you've talked about you're you're big in the subsets, right? Yeah, I mean, what got me into it was when I started getting complete and box Nintendo games. Uh, there, there's a handful of box designs that just stand out on a shelf, um, either because they're just striking, Absolutely. or because that they have a similar design to other games from the same publisher. Um, I mean, and we, we've we've talked about it before. In case you're new to the show, there's the uh, the black box uh, Nintendo games, which a lot of it's it's kind of one of those things that a lot of people who aren't necessarily complete and box collectors. If you find complete black box games, you know, for a decent price, like uh, most people will grab them, throw them on the shelf. They just have that iconic Nintendo look. Um, the Konami games, the silver boxes. And, and once I started organizing these games together instead of just like a hundred percent alphabetical, um, I'm telling you, change your life. Uh, it's, it's, I spent, I, I already like just walking downstairs and just looking at the collection. And I'll just look at it. It's it's at my parents' house. They have a waterproof basement. I've mentioned that before on the show. That's <laughs> just why I leave it there. So we'll go over there for dinner or something. And I'll just say, I'm going to go downstairs for a visit. And my wife just <laughs> and I just laughs. Or, and doesn't roll her eyes. She just like, you know, like, oh, that's so cute. And I'll just go down there for like 10 minutes. And there's like a little couch that kind of faces the collection. And I'll just sit down and just look at it. And I, I, it sounds really weird. I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Just I'm like I'm guilty of that as well. I, I remember where I got certain things. I remember, you know, like uh, it's it's really like looking at a photo album. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you it it just makes you think of the story. So, but yeah, it's uh, uh the Konami Silverbox games. I was you know once I put those together, one of the first uh, scores I got, uh, a friend of mine called me up, said, "Hey, I see you like Nintendo games on Facebook, or whatever. Like, you know, do you want to maybe take a look at some of my stuff?" And he, I bought a lot from him. Had a lot of good stuff, but uh, uh, one of the things it had were complete in box copies of Castlevania One, Two, and Three. Um, so with those three on the shelf, it was kind of like, "Yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to keep this going." Um, so yeah, then, and then I, I slowly started to realize, oh wow, like all the Tecmo games have that red band on the bottom. Um, so like with the, you know, Super Bowl and Tecmo Super Bowl and like the, yeah. uh, the Ninja Guidance and everything. Um, and then the, uh, the SNK games, they have the, I didn't even realize this until I saw them on the shelf together. They have like that kind of like blue pink 
fading, you know, kind of spine. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, so the games just are amazingly beautiful to me when they're kind of like organized uh, by publisher when they do uh, similar box design. So that's kind of what got me started on it. Um, you start with your favorite publishers or, you know, some of your favorite, uh, you know, favorite games. Um, one of the ones that's a little bit frustrating is Capcom because they have <laughs> two super distinct and different uh, uh, box styles. So then you, you run into, okay, do I alphabetize all the Capcoms? Do I put one part first and the other part second? So, and then, uh, and then Konami, uh, uh, also like, uh, they didn't mess it up, but they, they, they changed it up <laughs> with, uh, with Contraforce. They didn't yep. go silver box on that guy. And what was the other one? Uh, um, it'd be really cool if, uh, as cool as the, uh, the games are here. Um, I really wish they went silver box with all of their games. Yeah, like the ultra, 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 ultra the titles? ultra, the ultra releases. Yeah, it w- it'd be really nice to have you know the all the TMNT games uh, in silver boxes. But there's always uh, PAL versions. Yeah, and what's weird over there too is that they had something similar to Ultra. They had Konami and they had Palcom. Mm-hmm. So again, you even over there they can't get satisfaction because they yep. have a lot of silver box <laughs> games that we didn't get, but they still they have Palcom releases that didn't get that. So. But I, but had their own style, so you know it's uh, no matter where you're from. But um, I don't know. I've, I've mentioned before. I think you know, collecting inbox games is crazy. Uh. <laughs> well, 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 no. You said collecting a, a complete U.S. licensed set box is crazy. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, you're but, right. But but not just collecting stuff in boxes is crazy. I don't know. I don't really like cardboard that much. But <laughs> I, I've got a few that. I, even some of them, like when I, I sent Bill a big lot uh, a while back, there there's a few more that he wanted. I just could not let go of them to give them to him because I really love the box art. And even though probably ten less than ten percent of my collection is box, I had to keep those boxes because I really really like them. I guess I don't get me wrong. I have a few box games that I'll hold on to, but uh, it's it's just really man, it's just tough. It's tough to do. Yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, that's the weird thing, too. In terms of, like, subsets, in my mind, I've never really done that thing. Um, other than, like, giant, like, U.S. licensed, that's a subset. Right. <laughs> Un- unlicensed, that's a subset. Um, PAL, that's a subset. Um, it's a really big subset, but, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, then, again, I don't know. You can break it into, like, sub-subsets, though. Sure. But when you don't, when you don't ever plan... <laughs> When they don't ever plan to be done, it doesn't matter a whole lot, right? Right. Right. So I, it's not like I go, yay. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do, but, I, you know, it's not not, not that big of a deal. Um, is, is, isn't it weird? Like, have you ever got that where, like, you complete a subset and you're not as happy as you thought you might have been? Like what? Like, what do you mean? Well, like, I, like, I, don't, I'm, I don't mean to say I'm not happy with my Konami Silverbox set, but, like... Well, that's it's one of the things that that gets me about it is like I completed it, I laid them all out, I took the picture, I was like, yes, I've done this, yay! And a bunch of really nice people on the site were like, congratulations, we know you've been working on this, it's great. And then like you know, flash forward a few weeks, and it's like I'm not on the forums looking for a silver box okay, games anymore. Okay, okay, there we go. I want to I want to hone in on that idea right there because it's going back to that. What next, right? That's when you get your laser scope and play all your silver box games. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that you've built up this routine, this habit, this uh, cycle you go through, and all of a sudden, that's it's over. 
Yeah. Right? How would I I don't want to do that? And and Krabby, you're like, okay, great. Yes, I'll I'm done. <laughs> I don't want it to end either. That's why I'm moving to to other consoles instead of keeping the Nintendo flowing. Ah, uh, I guess. Maybe if if you can develop the love for some other console, I could I, I, I can. That. Like I Nintendo's not my most nostalgic console by any means. It's just the first one that I decided to start collecting for. So what would you say is your most nostalgic? Would that be Super Nintendo? or Probably, and that's the one I have like the least amount of games for. <laughs> hmm, saving the best well, for that, last? Well, I, well, I, well, yeah, that's well, with Genesis out there. Why would you go after Super Nintendo? Because Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Just need a little Mode 7 once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> is that a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> if not, it should be. It's Mode 7 time. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how I pick and choose which one. Like, I, I have no nostalgia for TurboGrafx. I did not know a single person with one. I didn't discover one until well after I started collecting, well into my 20s. And it's one of my favorite consoles now. So that one's going to be a main focus once the NES is done. And I don't know how that happened. It's just a fun console. There's some really good games on that system, right? There I mean, is. And, and it's it's like Bill said about 32X2. It's, it seems obtainable. You've got less than 100 games. Um, there's only a couple really pricey ones. Yeah, the NES set is huge in comparison. So just the time frame that I should be able to finish it in seems a lot more reasonable. Understandable. Even though, even though the games are harder to find than NES games, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun one to play too. Like you said. All right. So the, again, either for for no matter either whether you have well defined goals, whether you don't. The, the hobby itself, though, continues. You don't stop and go, like, I mean, do you guys ever see these people that, and, and I mean, I'm not trying to say good, bad, or otherwise, but they'll complete a set, and they're like, okie doke, I'll sell it all off. I've seen the sellout. I've also, there's one guy, too, in particular, I'm thinking of on Nintendo Age, who completed his, his SNES set, which was not quite a full set, but it was really close, and he got some of the really hard ones. Yeah. And he finished it, like, a year ago. He's still pretty active on the forum, but never for buying. He's just like, I'm, I'm playing this game. Like, I'll help you find this game. And, like, he's really involved, and he still wants to keep it going, but he's he's done with his stuff. Hmm. He's no more it's collecting at all. Interesting, yeah. I yeah. couldn't imagine getting to that point. It's, well, it's very mean, bizarre. It's just like I told you, like, before you went down to San Diego, right, there was that guy that's selling uh, almost complete turbo set, right? Yep. Everything oh, so but close. one game. So close to getting that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to bring that up? Well, I did that on purpose, actually, because I want to talk about the experience for a minute, right? Because there's stories like yours, like Bill's, like mine, where we've been doing this for a long time. And then there's other stories that you mentioned, like, I did it in a year. Or I, you know, or Insta collections, you know what I mean? Where they just, yeah. I just bought the whole thing prepackaged. I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to say one way or the other, but I mean, in your opinion, does that, for for you, would that cheapen the experience or would that be just as good as doing it all yourself or, or what do you think? I, like I like I said, I was really close to getting that TurboGrafx slot. Right. And, and I was going to have no problem adding about 45 of those games to my 55 game collection. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, it, I, I've already got, all the contacts and stuff though that come with the years of building it. So I don't really feel like I'm missing that experience I would have had. Okay. Um, if for someone who's just, you know, brand new to it going that way, I, I think it'd be a lot different. I, I agree. 
I, I was, you know, so for instance, like if I completed my 32X set and then enjoyed it for a couple of years and then decided, okay, I've had the fun, I'd like to pass it on to someone else. If I, if someone who was just getting into 32X collecting, who like had never really kind of spent times on the forums or anything, if I somehow contact, got in contact with this person and said, Hey, do you want to buy the complete set right now for X dollars? And he was like, yeah, here are the dollars. And I gave him the stuff. I mean, I, I can't tell you how he would feel, but like knowing how, you know, I operate as a, as a collector and like kind of like working on the forums and chatting with people and making the contacts and going out and having fun. If everything was just one day in your lap and you threw it on a shelf, I just, I just can't imagine that having the same, uh, satisfaction with, uh, with acquired that way. No, I think back to all the friends that I've made, you know, during like all of these collecting times and everything. Bill's going to play. Can we do the, the, what was the, the Hulk walking away song? Yeah, I was doing Sad <laughs> yep. Hulk Walk. I'm yep. glad you picked that up. <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be mushy about it, but I mean, it's true, right? I yeah, mean, no, it, def- it definitely is. That was, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite parts of the hobbies. I've made tons of friends. I think this. it's amazing how many friends you make across the country yeah. and like even, even in other countries. Um, it's weird. I don't think of Canada as another country cause like we're like Siamese twins with them, but like, yeah, I do so much shipping across the border that it's yeah. yeah. Just so, so, so when I say other countries, as, as much as we love Krabby and Fleech and tech wizard and all our Canadian uh, bros, um, you know, like I, I bought a manual from someone in Belgium you know, like a month ago and just, and just even the fact that I did that, I mean, I know it's like, you know, you know, it's in, in the, in the age we live in, it's like, Hey, it's, you know, there's worldwide shipping next day for like 20 bucks. It's no big deal. But like, just the fact that like I'm buying stuff from somebody in Japan or someone in Belgium and like, you're actually like chatting with these people and, and talking them up and like, you know, figuring out like how they operate out there and what kind of cool stuff they have that you didn't have like that. That's all part, like the, the goal is to get those games, but, that's not the only gratifying piece of the hobby. There's there's so many other pieces that that make it what it is. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite memories of our we went down to Orlando a few years ago. One of my favorite memories is just meeting Ray uh, Shadow Kisaragi on RF Generation, and he just took me to flea markets for like half a day, <laughs> and it was awesome. We don't have any like our flea markets up here are not flea markets like you guys have. They are either storefronts or like farmers markets where people sell their own like homemade stuff. Right. Mm. So going down there and like haggling with people and just finding scraps, like digging through VHS tapes, looking for any <laughs> scams on the bottom, was just amazing. And that, the things that was we so take much for granted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I um, had a recent experience just a couple weeks ago with some. Um, you know, I had a buddy that was selling some. Um, some Sony PVMs is like, Hey, you know, I've got these, you know, anybody would be interested. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably have them all sold like about no time flat. Let me, let me make a couple contacts. And that was it. So the couple of Nintendo age guys come down and they're going through those and picking those up. And then we're like, well, let's go out and flea market. Right. So we were mm-hmm. out and those are the kind of days are just great. You know, we, you know, some people had some amazing pickups and it was just fun you know even if yeah. you don't you don't pick up something fantastic it's just a lot of fun to run around with people that enjoy doing the same thing that you do so, definitely um but yeah i mean it's uh there's just you know there's a lot to it i, I don't yeah i don't really understand too much though every once in a while i see that though i'll see this the sell-off the 
I've got all the stuff, and then I'm selling my whole collection. Bang, mm. you know. And, and you're and you're not talking about the sell off, you know, because there are you do see the sell offs where people are like, uh, you know, lost my job. Uh, yeah, mom's, mom's got cancer. You know, like you'll that's see different. those things once yeah. in a while, and it's like, okay, that that's a different situation. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, unprovoked. I finished the thing. I'm done. I'm gonna sell it now. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of like we talked about really early though, like your marathon analogy. I'd yeah. be okay doing that with some areas of my life. I don't know if it'd be with game collecting, but I'm okay with hitting a goal. That hobby is done. New hobby now. And that, mm. that's what I'm assuming it's like for some people. You know, I had fun. I got my Nintendo games. You know, now I'm gonna mm. spend all that money on a bike, and I'm gonna BMX for a few months. Then I'm gonna sell that bike, and then I'm gonna buy a pair of skis. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess there's whatever you're in the hot. Whatever the hobby does for you, right? Maybe it gives you um, a goal instead of the experience or something. I don't know. You right. Know, maybe that's it. I don't know why everybody does what they what they do. But if if it's anything, I, when we're talking completing sets and whatnot, it seems to me that that is a really popular thing in collecting circles these days, right? I mean, yeah. everybody wants full sets. Of things as it should be. That's the only way I can sell all my ten yard fights at the store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think about that sometimes. Like I, I went to the store the other day. That's a really good point. I went to the store the other day, and I'm looking at like the complete in box games they have, and I'm like, I'm looking at all these, and I'm like, no one's just <laughs> going to come in and buy those games. And it's like the reason that a lot of these things sell is for you know people who are going after a set, whether it's complete or cart or whatever. It's like. That's the only reason. It's just to fill the spot on that checklist, and they sell. Yeah, to a point. I don't know. I uh, I hit my local store the other day, and I'm like, you know, all those giant stacks of Saturn sports games you got sitting there, those are never going to sell. Why don't you sell me a couple yeah. cheap for cases? Yeah, uh, and they did, but because um, there's just racks of the things. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh man, but I mean, I you you do hear arguments against the full set from people though. They're like, why would I want all these crappy sports games, and why would yeah. I want you know? Mm. I just want the Mario's and the Mega Man's and the the whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about Billy. You talked about going back and playing these things, and and Krabby. I know you you like to play the games and whatnot. So, how big of how much of collecting is the getting to enjoy the games for what they are, video games that you play, and how much is it? just owning them and staring at them on the shelf when you sit in the couch. <laughs> it's going to be uh, couch. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I really like, for me, it's mostly the chase, the hunt, owning them, sitting them and looking at them on the couch and lamenting that I don't have <laughs> people like, like, like Krabby has like nine different people who it's like, Oh, this is my Mega Man X guy. And this is my, uh, uh, this is this this is the group that I ha- that comes to the store and plays the you know the Smash Bros tournament. Like that's I just... actually relatively new to me though. That's a, a new oh, yeah? experience. Yeah. Well, I it's... think you op- need to open Game Quest Connecticut, and then I'm you'll... telling you, like, and I'll it, sell that, you the license for a real good yeah. price. <laughs> <laughs> is it the exact same amount of a certain bill? <laughs> <laughs> Can we maybe work something out there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, inside joke, um, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I literally, I spend so much time, like whenever I look at like, you know, the PVM that uh, Chris hooked me up with uh, uh, last year or, you know, the uh, the Super Nintendo, like any of my video games, any of the consoles that are set up and sitting there and I look at my like, you know, boxes of controllers, 
I just always think, man, wouldn't it be great to have like 30 people over here, set up a whole bunch of TVs like throughout like the main level of the house and just have people like walk around and just play whatever they want. And, uh, it, it, of course it never happens. <laughs> um, once in a while I'll have like a handful of people over who I'm like, Hey, you want to play uh, Jackal? And then they're like, no. And then, then I- <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the heck is Jackal? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, do you one mean time, that old '90s rock group? Yeah. One time, uh, uh, <laughs> the lumberjack one time, song. <laughs> one time, someone did like a, a couple of friends came over. And they brought a couple of friends, and he saw some games. And I was like, "Do you want to play Jackal?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I love Jackal." <laughs> we sat there and we completed Jackal. <laughs> like, awesome. Everyone else was sitting there like, "When are we going to do something?" We're like, "We're doing something right now, son." <laughs> I guess I'm lucky enough to have lots of nerds close by. I, I, I got friends I, need, I can play with. Yeah, I need more close nerds in my life. I need more, you know, forum people. Uh, uh, I mean, you guys are both really lucky, Chris, with uh, all the the people, the like-minded people who kind of live near you, and yeah. Krabby with the store and everything. Um, uh, I've, you know, I, I've 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 put myself out there as like, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I'd love to have over at my house. Anybody interested? And pretty much all my friends are like, oh, bless his little heart. No, you need to make new friends. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I tried that several times before opening the store. I don't know if you remember, but I tried to to start like just like a gaming club where we'd meet up at the... I I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We, We had like a few people show up. The first time we had like six of us total. And then the next time we had like half of those people show up and then just nobody would come. (laughs) <laughs> and but with the store it's opened up all these really cool opportunities like i am i'm getting to play where i can make some like weird gaming fantasies come true like where we might be having a saturn bomberman with both multi-taps and like all 10 players running <laughs> that i'm so excited and and we were talking recently about doing like a versus uh, pac-man on the gamecube again which i have not done in so long um so it's, it's opened up some new opportunities that i never had before to, to just play the games that's awesome because well, when, when, how else are you going to find, you know, at minimum of 10 guys that want to play Bomberman for at least an hour? <laughs> you're not. That's, yeah. the, the, the only, that's the only way is you're going to open up the store. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I've, I've been fortunate enough to make enough new friends, luckily maybe enough that we're close by that enjoy the same sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, I think you've probably got people around you, but you just got to you got to get in touch with them. They're probably not the people you already know. You just need to make some new friends. They're, they're probably socially awkward, yeah. so you got to approach them in weird ways. Yeah, I, I got to <laughs> find the uh, uh, the uh, the Nintendo Age Connecticut subset group. Sure, <laughs> sure, I can understand. So, so Krabby, what about you? What is the play factor versus the I get to look and and judging from what you've got to look at right now, I, I'm going to probably guess a certain direction, but. <laughs> Um, I, like I said, when, when I was first starting out, it was to play new games that I'd never heard of and see if I like them. And I have found particularly with, I don't know, like sprite based games. Yeah. I am very forgiving. I, I can play crappy your games that most people think are crappy and, and get a lot of joy out of them. I just think they're really fun. Even, even genres I, I used to hate as a kid, like, uh, like romance of three kingdoms type games. Mm-hmm. I can sit there for 10 hours and just doing the same repetitive thing, you know, just, you know, you're training your army or whatever and get a lot of weird joy out of it. So I, I found most of the library I really like. Uh, and I know a lot of people say like, you know, there's a maximum of a hundred good games and that's it. No. Uh, I, you hear that a lot on forums, especially on Nintendo age. They'll, they'll say there's like 80 to a hundred good games and then whatever. you're done. 
Whatever. I, I'm more leaning towards, like, I haven't played everything yet, but I've played over half of them. And I would say, and I've beaten over half of them. And I, I'd say I'm leaning towards, like, close to 550 to 600 of them being things that I enjoy and could see myself playing again. Yeah, I don't know if I have quite that much love, but I mean, I would say it's probably an easy two, 300. Good titles there. Oh, yeah, that's without even trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wouldn't be that hard. Um, even it, even some ones that people gripe about, like Athena or, yeah. you know. Deadly I, Tower. Yeah, you're right. I can still play those. There's, mm. Yeah. There's some games, too, where I like, uh, I'll stick something in that I think I've never played before. And all of a sudden, I get a flashback to playing that game <laughs> as a kid, like renting Dash Galaxy in the Alien Asylum one weekend. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, I've played this. I forgot about this game. Like, even the cover art didn't look familiar to me. It was just... Just the the gameplay just clicked all of a sudden. Yeah, I can understand. That's, that's a really cool feeling. And I forget that I, you know, played something one day at a friend's house who had borrowed it from another friend. He didn't actually own it. And and there's a lot of those, yeah, memories just flood back in. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, the enjoyment factor is pretty important. Because I, I don't do the box thing. And I'll be quite honest, and I don't have a lot of space. So some of my stuff gets packed away. My Nintendo NES stuff kind of stays out. The rest of it kind of gets shuffled around as needed. Um, but I like to enjoy it when I can. You know what I mean? Plug it in, play yeah. something. Um, that's their games. That's kind of what they're there for. I don't have, you know, obviously i got kids. I'm grown. I have a job. And I don't have as much time. But every once in a while, it's like, okay, I'll give up a couple hours of sleep. And I'll play, you know. <laughs> like the other night, I was like, okay, I'm going to play Mega Man. And you know what I mean? So and you finally played the good one. I did finally give up on three after a few hours. <laughs> I got pretty far. That one's just too long to sit through all at once. But um, yeah, I've, to me, it's it's the enjoyment. I mean, just owning them, you know, don't get me wrong. There's sometimes I do kind of open the case and look at it like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff. But um, usually it's like, let me go and look and pick through and like try to find something maybe that I haven't touched in a while or something or, or whatnot or, or Pick something out that I can bring, you know, Maddie, my four-year-old, down. And like the other day, we were like, okay, let's go grab. I grabbed, uh, you know, Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. Oh, of course. And we're just, you know, plunking through some of the different games for a minute, goofing off. But, um, yeah, it's fun. So so you mentioned a second ago that so your stuff gets shuffled around. Yeah. So so you don't have kind of like a, a uh, you know, kind of like shelving or a display setup where everything is kind of there. It gets kind of mobile. Um, well, no, I've got like my NES stuff. It's not like some nice big formal, like you guys have these big bookcase things or whatever. So I've got like a, uh, like a big case kind of thing where they all are in that. And then some of the other stuff that I play out, like I have certain like Famicom games I have kind of over in a spot where I kind of keep them handy that I want to play. Um, and some drawers for like controllers and stuff, but I'm talking like other systems. Like if I, if I want to go play Genesis, I'm going to have to go over to another shelf over here to the Genesis games I play often. They're right there. But if I want to go pick something that I haven't played in a while, it's going to be in a tub yeah. <laughs> put away. You know what I mean? In, in a Rubbermaid? Yeah. Or if yeah. I want to play Atari, I don't, you know, it's not just out. I'm going to have to go get my Atari. I'm going to have to hook sure. it up. I'm going to have to get the games out. I don't have some master game room somewhere someday, maybe before I die. But, you know, I don't have that right now. So um, I guess that leads us into the whole idea of storage versus display. So, I mean, mine, my, my house is not gigantic. I've got three kids and a wife 
uh, who would probably beat me to death if I took over half the house <laughs> with with my collection. So uh, I'm okay with that. It's just kind of what it needs to be. And maybe one of these days, you know, it, space opens up a little bit more, but or we move into a different place. Kids move out eventually. Yeah, sure. And uh, that's okay. I've, I've come to peace with that idea. But, I mean, you guys have a little bit more. Like, well, B, you said, you know, you have like a spot at your folks' house that you've got set up, right? Well, yeah, we were, um, uh, we were living at my folks' house when, uh, before we, uh, we left our last place and the next place wasn't ready yet. So we were there for like a couple months. So, uh, at first I wasn't sure if I wanted to like take the collection out of box, like the boxes they were packed in and everything, but, uh, we had the bookcases and everything. So it's like, whatever, I'll just put them up. They'll look good. And, you know, if we get delayed getting out of here, at least I'll be able to reach all my games. So then when we moved into the place we're in now, I kind of like the collection was there and I was like, well, there's no rush. Like, you know, I can always bring it over box by box. So let's just, you know, get settled in first. So then we got settled in over here and we kind of got everything set up the way we like it. And first it was like, oh, well, there's not really a huge space kind of like that we had over there for everything to go. So it was like, well, why don't we just leave it there for now? Um, my, my parents had recently waterproofed uh, the basement, so that made me feel a little bit better about it. And like, I've, they're, they're like 10 minutes away. So it's, you know, they're never far. Um, <clears throat> so that's just kind of where it is, uh, uh, where it is right now. But, uh, um, we're, we're looking at, uh, uh, getting into a different place, uh, I think late this year. Um, and this is going to be the place that we hope we're going to be staying for a while. So one of the things that, uh, we're, you know, very keen on is making sure that there's enough space for us to grow into, um, and enough space for us to, I mean, I really, 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 I have nothing against people who, you know, keep things in storage containers. It's, it's the only way to do it for collections of a certain size. If you don't have, you know, uh, you know, not, if you're not living in a mansion. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, it's one of my, one thing that's really important to me is having, you know, an area, even if I can't display everything, I, I do really, really want to have the collection displayed. Um, and not even for other people. Um, I, I, like I said before, I, I really like just sitting there and looking at the collection. So, um, I really like the shelving uh, that Krabby's done. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of enclosed, but like you can, so you can kind of get in there and kind of see the whole library, uh, like that. Uh, I really like what Tinstar did. If you look through the, uh, uh, the forums, um, I know he sold off some of his, uh, some of the stuff that he used to have, like the, some of the Nintendo stuff and the Saturn stuff and everything. But, um, I think I ended up contacting him a while ago about the shelves. And every time I see someone with amazing shelves, I'm like, those are amazing. Where'd you get those? The answer is always, Oh, I built them. Yes. So, uh, I think that's going to be the plan for the next place is, uh, uh, we've been using Ikea bookshelves, which they're nice. They're great. Um, but they're big, they're bulky, they're hard to move. Um, I really think I like the idea of like designing and building my own shelving system. So that's, that's kind of where we're, where we're looking for the next place. It's not as intimidating as it seems at first. I I had no woodworking skills at all. And I had a friend kind of walk me through it. And it was so easy and it just, yeah, it fits your exact needs. You don't need to make the shelf fit your house. You can make your house, you know, fit, fit your needs, what you want it to right. do. Yeah. Um, it's that, that's once we see the space and then we kind of figure out like in our minds, like this is what we want it to look like. Uh, I'm going to enlist the help of, uh, one of several friends I have who I think you can kind of point me in the right direction or maybe be my guide through that process. Cause it's, That's all you need, uh, yeah. It, just someone who's willing to sit down and plan it with you, even mm-hmm. if you have to, you know, pick everything up, cut it, paint it, all that. That's 
menial stuff that you, you can learn to do that as long right. as someone's helping you through the steps. This is what you do first. This is what you do next. This is why this won't work. This is why this will look yeah. good. Yeah. So, um, Krabby, you have a pretty, or at least at one point had a pretty elaborate <laughs> game room. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to crack wise here, but, uh, I've seen, I've seen it recently, but, uh, but let's, I mean, you have a nice game room, right? I used to, yeah, and and like Bill at his parents' house, uh, there was those moments where I'd go in there, like sometimes with the intention of playing something, and just sit there and yeah, like soak it in, and like oh, I got that from so and so on the forum, or you know, we traded these, or you know, I picked this up for two bucks at a garage sale, and you just it, it's awesome to have that space to just do whatever you want in, and we're we're talking about moving downtown too, and uh, we. One of the, yeah, basically the only thing that I'm looking for in this house is a finished basement that I can steal a portion of. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what we have now is we've got like an extra bedroom in the basement, which I've converted into my game room. And my wife's been kind enough to let me spill out some like arcades and pinballs into the main living room area. We we have family that comes over every like, every Tuesday we do family dinner and we rotate it whose house. And when they come to our house... The kids will come and play pinball with me. They'll play an arcade machine with me. So I've kind of fitted into the the living room situation because we actually it's not just me using it. But uh, I would love to to just take yeah a chunk of the next place and like Bill said, customize it to my needs and not not just buy cases to to fit it. I, I really want to make a massive entertainment stand that I can house like. 30 different consoles in and have them all hooked up with switches <laughs> so everything's ready to go whenever i want to play it i used to have a about 20 of them set up in my game room but i've got more systems now i want to expand that and make sure it's all functional as well as looks good yeah well i could appreciate that i think if i had unlimited funds and, and everything else and probably less kids <laughs> yeah I would, I, i've I got one too. kid like bill so right now we're we got some space you got three so it's a little harder i'm sure yeah, but that's all right. I mean, like I said, uh, it's um, kids. They're they're not. They don't live with you forever. And then who's to say that I live in this house forever either? But um, yeah. that's all right. Like I said, I as long as I, they're accessible to me, that's the important part. If I know if I want to go grab it and play it, I can do it, and I can live. I can live within <laughs> within that parameters. Um, yeah. That's fine. I'm kind of curious. We've spent a little time talking about. I mean, mainly what we do is collect. We collect games for older systems, but I kind of want to throw in a quick, um, and maybe it's something we could flesh out some other point in the future. But what's the viability of of trying to complete sets for systems that are still there, are still out there, like ones that are still being sold in stores? You mean? Yeah, like um, like if somebody said, okay, and and there are. I know people are like, oh, I want like Xbox three hundred and sixty sets. Yeah, or like Tin Star is a great example. Of that, yeah, right? exactly. Right. Yeah. So collecting for and like a real life with the Vita, I've yeah. been doing Vita and Wii U lately, yeah, yeah. So trying to collect for a live system, what's have, what's that like? I have zero to say about this, so I'm just gonna listen. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have much either. I mean, I'm just trying to. I mean, just I'm just throwing those ideas out there. Maybe we can flesh it out long more later. It's but. a very different experience. Like with the Vita, the first thing I did when I decided, you know, I'm gonna grab a whole bunch of Vita games is, you know, where's the complete list? 
it, it, it doesn't exist. I, I Googled it for like 20 minutes. I couldn't find anything remotely decent. The sickness has yeah. started and, already. And, and, then, and then you didn't make it because you're like, well, I'll save it for the submissions contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you, got, you don't have as well-defined parameters. You don't have hundreds of people that have been doing this for years that have like narrowed it down for you. These are the hard ones to find. These are the pricey ones. You know, this, these are the ones you need to get to have the full set. This is what a full set includes. You don't have any of that stuff. You're kind of you're the you're the one who's helping make that up as you go. Yeah, moving target, right? Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I know Tinstar uh, a while back, he he messaged me just out of the blue because he found out all of a sudden, you know, this. Uh, you guys ever read Asterix and Obelisk when you were kids? I'm familiar with it, but yeah, I, it's I like an old yeah. old comic strip. I think it was bigger in the UK. But uh, they, for some reason, because PAL releases sometimes come over to Canada. I guess because we're bilingual. Um, we got an Asterix game, um, Asterix goes to the Olympics on the 360, which was Canadian exclusive. And he lives in the States. He never got it there. And he found out about that. He wanted it. So he had to get in contact with someone in Canada to go to, you know, Walmart or wherever up here and send it down to him. And, uh, other, our other crazy guy on the form there, uh, Isret with his Mortal Kombat stuff. Same thing. Was, uh, <laughs> right. uh, the new Mortal Kombat when Mortal Kombat 9 came out. There was a very specific Future Shop exclusive um, steelbook you could get. And so he got in contact with me um, to get the steelbook to send it down to him. So you got to really be part of a community, I think, to get those weird, obscure things that are going to pop up out of seemingly nowhere. If you want if you want to get them quick, well, they're still readily available. Mm. Um, so that that's a lot harder, a lot different. Yeah. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was saying, and pricing's so much different too, because you're used to with the older stuff. You know, this is sold for fifty dollars for so long. So if I can get it for at least that, I'm okay. But whereas the new stuff, you'll have, you know, it's forty dollars at Walmart, it's twenty bucks on sale at uh, Target that day. If if you know, if you wait a little bit, that game's likely to hit the bargain bin. You can get it for five to ten. Um, this one, you know, it's not going to show up in the pawn shops as often because people don't often trade in like role playing games as as much as like shooters or platformers or racers. So you really got to, you know, be on your toes a little more. Yeah. And, um, I would say the thing that's going to, I would think kill a modern gen collector is going to be the insane amount of like crazy collector editions. Cause some of them are like, in just, there's like a regular collector's edition, like a super like a yeah. ultra limited but, edition. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's, pain in the butt when i'm pricing stuff in the store it's like okay which one to get the limited the collectors or the special edition right yeah yeah, so. yeah. And, and especially some of the uh uh you know for like a like a 360 completionist like i didn't even realize this because i'm just not in the market for them but something like the mass effect one collector edition yeah um was actually like a lot of limited editions are really not that limited um so this one was you know, actually pretty limited. And when someone ever told me that this thing is like between like three and $500, if you can find a complete one, it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, you wouldn't know if you weren't uh, going out and it's gotta be hard uh, going after, like you said, like there's like six different editions of so many of these new games that come out. It's, it's gotta be frustrating. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. I, uh, for those few brave souls that are trying to do it, and Krabby, I guess if you're going to try with Vita, I, I wish you luck. I would be interested to see what that experience looks like when the system is done. You know what I mean? I, I think overall, too, it's likely 
if if you're talking about a system with a similar library to an old established one, it's going to be pricier to buy them current in almost every aspect. There's no way you get around that because you don't you're not waiting for everything to you know how how much of the NES libraries you know five bucks or less. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're just not going to be able to find that when you're buying most of the games at some kind of retail outlet. They're not likely going to be less than $5. Yeah, and, I, and I'll see people, you know, like on Nintendo Age whatnot, like they're going for a DS set or they're going for, and they're still in like, well, people are doing 3DS. Cool. Yeah, DS would be a huge one. Yeah. Oh man, there's it like like I'll I'll walk just walk by the Target clearance rack every once in a while and you'll see 13 DS games that you never knew existed. Yeah. That's got <laughs> that's got to be a crazy list to maintain. Yeah. Um so I'm curious what do you guys think is like the sweet spot when you're saying okay, I want to get a full set of games is like is the time period that we're living in right now 2014 is the sweet spot PS2? Is the sweet spot PS One? It's I don't probably know if PS Two and Xbox. Yeah. Okay. When you say sweet spot, what, how do you mean? What like I mean is this is the biggest. After it's been biggest, established. Yeah, this is the biggest bang for your buck. If you're gonna do it, get in now. You know what I mean? Oh, you so so you're not talking about completing one of these systems. You're just talking about you can get a bunch of good games for decent money if you just want to play some good stuff. No, I mean completing. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know if PS2 is ever the sweet spot for completing a set. <laughs> There's ninety-eight thousand games on the PS2. There is like what, like three, four thousand, something like that. I mean, I don't know the exact. Oh, number. is that I, it? I, th- I think there's two thousand. I don't think it's is that, that it. Okay. Yeah. I would have no idea. I, um, I think it was like eighteen hundred, and then stuff kept trickling out. So I think it's getting close to yeah. nineteen to two thousand. It's. It's. I thought you were talking like bang for your buck as far as like you can spend very little money and get some really good games. I'd say absolutely PS2. Well, uh, I mean, you know. Like it means like if you're ever going to complete it, the best time is like a year after, like ten years after. Exactly, like, exactly. Uh, because yeah. you hear all the people talk about, oh man, I wish I could have bought Nintendo games back when they were, you know, everything yeah. was a dollar, and they'll they'll bring out like the play and trade ad, like oh, stadium, <laughs> stadium yeah. events thirty nine cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I I don't know if there's a standard, you know, kind of like X amount of time. Um, but I, I know what you're saying, though, because, like, once the system kind of dies down, all the stuff goes on clearance, and then there's always that little time goes by, and then it starts creeping up. Like, people start realizing, yeah. oh, those games are good. Let's get that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think PS2 uh, is is in a pretty good spot right now. Um, I, I just really, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say that that would ever be an easy thing to complete. I, I think... PS2 is probably the best it's going to be, but I think it's not as good as, say, something like when the Dreamcast went out, where we right. weren't there weren't quite as many collectors and we weren't quite as savvy. So I think people now they know to look, you know, for those late releases or those specific mm-hmm. genres or publishers. So people are grabbing things like uh, like Rule of Roses. Um, oh yeah, it's already pretty pricey. Um, yeah. Whereas normally people wouldn't have caught on to that for a few more years. So there would have been a lot of us picking it up for, you know, 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, the internet is a thing now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know if there's ever like a perfect spot anymore where you're going to get a lot of those rarities, but I think it's still a really, really good time overall right now for like PS2 and Xbox, PSP. Right. But probably, probably DS too. 
But if you try to go through, like, let's look at things within that same time range, I don't even know if it could be time because look at GameCube, right? If Yeah, GameCube had a different time frame completely. It's yeah. it's going up, 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 whereas PS2 and Xbox, you know, they're slowly kind of, they're sitting still for the most part with a few things kind of climbing. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. wanted to get on a GameCube, that was two or three years ago, right? Yep. Um, yep. And now you're in a tough spot. So, I mean, and it'll get worse, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo is a weird oddity. And, and collecting, I think. And it will, a rabid fan base, right? I mean, just... yeah. E- even like the, the Wii U stuff that I get in the store is, I, I get more like PS4 and Xbox One stuff already than, than Wii U stuff. It's obviously not selling as well. But the stuff that does come in has held its value way better and it sells way quicker. Yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, for something like the GameCube that didn't do gangbuster sales, that probably works in its advantage price-wise. You know what I mean? There's oh, not, yeah, there's factors, not as many. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was that, that party system, too, where you, you knew one guy who had Smash Bros, and all, like, six or seven friends used to play there. Yeah. So now now when, like, five of those seven guys are looking for GameCube games, they all want that one copy of the other friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's um, that's tough. But I try to think, you know, sometimes... You know, I know what I care about, but, you know, in the future, somebody's going to care about some of the stuff to me that is not too old, right? But they're still mm-hmm. going to go, wow, you know, and they're gonna, there's going to be those people that go, I want a PS2 set. I want a, mm. a GameCube set. You know what I mean? Yeah. GameCube would be a fun one. Uh, I've, I've toyed with that one. <laughs> it's approachable, at least. Yeah. That, number, I think number that's, wise. yeah, PS2, I, I feel is overwhelming for me, but, but GameCube's yeah. still in that realm of possibility. Yeah, I think it's probably fairly reasonable to collect. I mean, in terms of um, actually finding things. I mean, there's nothing that's yeah. too crazy. The rare. only GameCube game I have never seen locally, and I'm not in a huge populated area, is the the Pokemon box that you had to buy through the Nintendo store. Oh. Everything else I've seen. I've seen multiple copies of, like, Fantasy Star Online, Episodes 1 and 2+. Plus. Uh, you know, Cubivores, uh, what else is there? The Mario Chibi GDR, Chibi Robos. It makes me wonder, though, um, is there something of the magnitude of the craziness that we kind of deal with, that, like the Nintendo World Championship, just that thing that is so insanely rare that it's going to command just silly money someday. I mean, obviously, that's what everybody wants to know so they can buy it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they still creep out. Like, you'll see, like, that uh, NBA Elite 11 for PS3. Oh, yeah, right. That sells for a couple grand already, and that's not all that yeah. old. 2011 was, what, three no, years yeah. ago? Yeah. yeah. It and, took and, stadium and that... events, you know, two decades to get to that price. Right. Yeah. Right. And stadium events, you know, like, it, it hit stores. I mean, the, the NBA game, it didn't even make it that no, far. They, so they, yeah. Yeah. It, it literally, like, like the week or two before it came out was canceled. So, like, I remember thinking when I read that news, I remember thinking, it's definitely been made. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely been pressed. I was like, I wonder if, those, you know, when those copies are going to leak out to the market. And then, sure enough. Which, okay, I, this is an aside for two seconds, and then hopefully we'll, we can get back to topic. But when we're recording this, I'm sure you guys heard all about the E.T. dig, right? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I didn't read the story. I saw the headlines. I didn't read about it. Well, they went out to the desert where supposedly all the E.T. carts were buried, and they dug up the landfill, and guess what? All the E.T. carts are there. <laughs> <laughs> so lo and behold, it was right. So they were a big landfill full of Atari carts and stuff. 
But, you know, I that triggered something in my brain. And I thought, okay, so if somebody wants to do a documentary or wants to go on a hunt, all these stadium events carts were made, produced, boxed, and a few of them actually hit a stores, hit a few stores before they were pulled. And after uh, Game Master Howard there, they were asking him what minimum print runs were. He was saying minimum print runs were typically 10,000 cartridges. Yeah. So hmm. where did they go? Did they go in a landfill somewhere? Hmm. Did they Could get repurposed? F- did they get destroyed? Yeah, did they get buried? Yeah, yeah. F- yeah, field destroy, I'm guessing. I would like... I mean, because when, when, when I worked at GameStop, uh, or sorry, Babbage's before it was GameStop and Funko Land before that, um, there were certain things that, uh, you know, the manager would get it like a... Uh, would get a message in their inbox and say, uh, uh, hey, you know, like, because when we take returns in, we would tell if it was like, you know, open, used or whatever. And... If there was a cart that had like very high inventory levels, like company wide, that they couldn't like kind of like reshuffle to another place, or that it, you know, we only traded in for ten cents and we sold it for eighty nine cents, yeah, like Super Mario Brothers one. Um, there's a whole list of things that would print out every week, and it said field destroy. And I remember walking in the back room one day. The manager was literally smashing carts with a hammer oh! and and <laughs> snapping and snapping discs in half. Oh, and I said, wow. I said, what are you doing? Are you quitting? <laughs> 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 and he was like no these, this is field destroy we get a list of stuff to and i said why don't you give that to somebody like you're just gonna destroy and they're like yeah no they don't do that it's kind of like at the end of the day at dunkin donuts they throw the donuts away and it's like why don't you give those to like you know food uh, homeless shelter something they're like nope we throw them away yeah um so it's like uh uh I, I really, you know, wonder how many of these things over the years were just like, oh, this has been recalled, but the company doesn't want to pay to ship it back. Destroy them. Yeah. Once in a while, you hear those hear those little stories, too, like the oddities, like uh, something like Cheetah Man 2. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you know, a bunch of them are discovered. So I think people are holding out for, you know, that crate or that shipping pallet of stadium events that got lost in time to just <laughs> yeah. reappear. Or, or, or like the, the Virtual Boys, right? That shipping container. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I don't know the reference. Yeah, there was a shipping container. Like, uh, uh, I didn't know about this either until uh, uh, I think it was actually on Pawn Stars, I think. Somebody was trying to sell them, like, a loose Virtual Boy. And uh, they were like, yeah, like, a shipping container was found with, like, a couple hundred of these, like, not long ago. So it kind of hurt the value of them. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, it's true. So they said something factual on that (laughs) show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I remember seeing when the World Championships came Pat, in. Pat, the NES and, Yeah. And, and the toy expert came in and just like, looked at it front and back, didn't open it up at all. He's like, yep, it's legit. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did I tell you that uh, uh, one of the guys from um, uh, RetroWare TV um, used to be uh, – he either used to be a producer at the History Channel or used to know a producer at the History Channel. Uh, and he talked to them uh, like uh, – uh, before they set that up and i know everyone knows the setup but he was just like yeah like you'd be amazed like how set up it is like you, you get in there to film and uh they say okay he's gonna say this to you and then you say this back to him okay go so uh <laughs> but yeah the, it's uh i think he's actually the one who like told the producer friend like hey i know this guy who's got this you know game if you want to fly him out and put it on there so it's uh it it definitely was was a setup. Yeah, well, that's not not too surprising, right? Nope. Yeah. That's how they work. Yeah, oh, they're it's entertainment. So, uh, but I would think if somebody wants to, you know, if somebody's let's let's be honest, guy, you 
dug up ET cartridges. I mean, these things are already worth nothing. And now, and now you have a whole <laughs> landfill the full market. of them. Yeah. They, they probably also, at least temporarily, raised demand in them with the big story in the. They went, they got they went from 25 cents to 50 cents or something. Yeah, or? I'm going to double my bucks here right away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that would be a story, though. Track down some stadium events. Find out what's the story, right? What's the real story yeah. of what happened? I, some people, especially on Nintendo Age, have been amazed with some of the stuff they've tracked down or some of the information they've tracked down. I, I'm surprised nothing spectacularly, some some big evidence to to equate how many copies of stadium events are actually floating out there has not come out yet. Sure, because they know. I mean, there are people There are people that must there, know Yeah, this. there's somebody somewhere who has that information. We just need to figure out who that is. Right, yeah, somebody at Nintendo that will never, ever tell, ever. <laughs> yeah, real, real quick, I just, I just did a quick search on that Virtual Boy container, and it was a crate containing 100 factory-sealed Virtual Boy consoles has been discovered in a warehouse in Dubai, of all places. Wow. <laughs> uh, the product was just left years ago, and nobody knew it was in stock, said Geek Games purchasing manager VJ Chen Botra. For me, it was dead stock. I didn't even know this Virtual Boy existed until we found it. <laughs> Crazy. So, so they're PAL ones, though. That doesn't affect the North American market. <laughs> there, there's no such thing as PAL Virtual Boys. Yeah, no? I, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't no, know I, anything about importing virtual boy stuff i i don't they, they have um, I, they have built-in displays so they're all the same interesting yeah just different boxes and stuff do you do you think the uh sticker power do you think do you think the duracell sticker was in different <laughs> languages depending probably, on the country probably you're in? yeah probably so when you guys like i'm assuming you have some sort of plan in mind when you're going for a complete set um especially like something more manageable like the 32x it's easier to kind of plan your attack route when it, when it comes to the really hard to find games or the really pricey games, how do you approach those? Do you do you try and knock them off your list right away? Do you just wait until the right opportunity presents itself? Do you you know do you keep them till last? Like what's what's the method with those kind of games? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, it's really all about opportunity. Um, you know, I didn't sit out some kind of like you know. You said, "Well, I've got this game plan. I'm going to go for all the big titles up front, and then I'll, I'll," which is smart. I mean, it did well for you. Um, I've really approached it that way because I don't really, I don't do eBay hardly at all. So it's really more of what do I come into contact with, what do I have the opportunity, and what's within my reach. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and is it is it the right time? Yeah, but usually to me, it's just take the opportunity as they come. That's that's really what that's what I the way I've kind of played it. Knowing which games you have left, though, do you regret that? Or are you still happy with that? Or um, I you know I've been doing this for so long. If I was going to try to double guess my, you know, I would have to right. say, you know, okay. oh, why back take, in the, why back in the nineties? Why wasn't I chasing down Flintstones too? You know take, what I mean? Take, I, okay, a different different question then. If if you decided to collect for a different set now you, you're done with any oh okay all right if you started going genesis would you seek out those rarities early on or would you still just leave them until the opportunity arises i'd say let's pretend that i would go for a different set because <laughs> yeah it's all hypothetical yes. I, I certainly won't <laughs> but <laughs> if so knowing what i know if i believe the prices are going to keep going up i would try to hit the hard ones first what about not even up, just stagnant? If Prices 
are what they are today, and they will always remain that way under assumption. If that's Would you the, still go for the... If the prices will never change? No, I save the expensive ones for last so I can enjoy the ones before I get there. Okay. Bill? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same on that. Um, when uh, And again, I know it's worked out very well for Krabby with uh, Nintendo being the way that it uh, was um, for going after those big ones first, but... Uh, um, maybe partially because I've always been budget conscious, um, but also because it's, it's really, like Duke said, kind of like about what I come in contact with. So it's not that I'll avoid expensive games. Um, but you know, it, it I, I don't seek them out either. Um, I, I've really always just been, okay, uh, if it's a 32X game I don't have, or if it's a Nintendo game I don't have and it's boxed. Uh, it will, and for 32x, it has to be in real nice shape because it, it's, and it's kind of like with, with, uh, Krabby's, uh, doing with, uh, uh, with Virtual Boy. It's, it's, uh, I think, I think I had, I forget, I think I had, I had a handful of boxed, uh, Virtual Boy games and I offered them to Krabby and he was like, one of them was loose and he was like, uh, <laughs> you know, with there, with there being so few, you know, I might as well just go for a complete, like a nice, complete set. So with 32x, same thing. Like, there's so few games, like, why have, like, you know, a crappy box, you know, of something. Um, but yeah, it's always just been like what I came in contact with. Um, I've never had a thing had like the itch to like grab one of the grails or like one of the hard to find ones. Like if it happens, it happens. Um, more often than not, it's someone from RF gen or like, you know, someone who I've dealt with before. Well, I'll get a call or an email and say, Hey, I've got a lead on this or, Hey, I just picked this up. I'll give you a decent price on it. Would you be, you know, would you want to go for it? And even then I always kind of like hesitate a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot of money, <laughs> but yes, I will do it. <laughs> so I, I felt so, uh, at the time that I was being very conscious of my budget too, because I, I really did think some of those games were going much higher. Like the Flintstones, when I grabbed it, I got it for $200, including shipping. Wow. Yeah. Off, off the forum. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a steal. It wasn't like I found it for, you know, five bucks at a garage sale. Yeah. Right. It, it was about the rate at the time. I, I didn't get a deal on it. But now I, if, if I would have spent that $200 on, you know, 10 other games that equal $200, I, I probably would have spent more money overall trying to get that Flintstones now that it's raised like 400 bucks since then. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, and it's the, you know, the one thing, the one thing about the way that I, not, not, not regret, but like the one thing that kind of like I look back on is, uh, there were a couple of, uh, uh, Spider-Man, uh, for 32X complete, uh, on eBay for like between 205 and $230, uh, like last, uh, like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just weren't, and they just weren't selling. And I was like, well, oh, okay. Like, so that's, you know, it's, I'll, I'll see if I can get, you know, sub 200 and then I'd be happy with that. Um, and then, uh, I personally think they were fake to drive the price up, but several auctions ended in like the four to $500 range. Um, and then what happened? So then my local store got a complete copy in and he was asking like $400 for it. And I was like, uh, I really don't think that it's going to hold up there. And then uh, I was like, just, you know, just give me some time to think. Like, don't, don't hold it for me, but just like, I want to think about it. And then he sold it very shortly after that. Wow. And I was like, crap. Like, I wonder if it's really up there in 400, because if it is, I was not smart to not buy it for like 200 back when I could have, you know, the, the crappy method. Right. Um, but then uh, uh, a little while later, he actually he contacted me. He's like, yeah, that guy sold it back to me. <laughs> 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 he's, he's like, uh, uh, he's 
I, I don't know what the backstory was, but, uh, but then I, when I went in there yesterday or the day before, whatever, no, yesterday, um, he had a Spider-Man loose cart. Oh. So I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I'm wondering if somebody, if either the dude just sold the cart back to him, because if he did, he's a cheater because he's just displaying the box <laughs> <laughs> and trying to pass it off as a full thing. Um, or the guy sold back the whole thing. And like uh, uh, someone just bought the box and manual from him to complete their copy, or I'm just crazy and I come up with different scenarios for Spider-Man 32X at the local store because <laughs> I should have bought it when it was the price that uh, I should have bought it at. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a smart time to buy those games uh, before they kind of like you know skyrocket. Yeah, if you have magic vision and you know, I mean, you don't. So no, no. Let me. Do here's this. here's my theory. When I when I was going about it, I I didn't start getting most of those those ones that end in most people's like last ten list until I was between like three to four hundred NES games. That that was the point where it was like I'm I'm definitely going for this set. I'm I'm this much invested into it, but I don't want all these to be my last ones getting in because I just see them getting harder to find and more expensive. So I, I felt like that was a good middle ground to to grab most of those. So let me flip this question back to you then, because you said, okay, I'm going to go on and I'm going to do turbo graphics. So does yes. that mean you say, okie doke, magical chase, number one? Not number one, but like I said, I'm, I'm at the halfway point in turbo graphics. Yep. So I'm, I'm now all of a sudden seriously invested in something like Legend of the Hero Tanma or a magical chase um, before waiting till the end. I, I don't okay. want those ones to be my last ones. So okay. yes, those, those are in play right now. All right. As as a non-turbo graphics guy, I just did a quick search for magical chase and holy <laughs> crap. Yes. Yeah. The, the, it, it's it's stadium events pricing now, or at least Which stadium events crazy. You know, a couple of years ago. It, it's up to like the, what, $2,000 mark, I'm assuming? There is a mint complete one on eBay for ten grand oh, yeah. with sixty-seven watchers. Yeah. Com- complete, yeah. I, I'm looking for card and manual with with Turbo Graphics. So. You don't you don't care wow. if it has the cardboard sleeve thing. No, um, yeah. So I, I'm looking more in the two to three grand range for the, for that one for what I'm looking oh, at. The, the complete man. the complete though, like five to seven thousand, isn't out of the question. Oh and I remember seeing this thing, I mean, not that many years ago at like $300. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had the same thing too. Like Bill, you mentioned that and Bill mentioned the uh, Spider-Man. I, I bid on a complete in box Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut on the 64. Yeah. I, I put $80 as my maximum bid in. It sold for 84 Oh yeah. I'm yeah, I was kicking my astronaut oh, yeah. you know, throwing a hundred dollar bid in there because yeah. now, you know, that complete <laughs> in box is two grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. But again, right? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, if you yep. had magic vision that could see into the future, which you don't. Yeah. Or the almanac from Back to the Future too. Oh, <laughs> right. But let's go back and let's talk about it doesn't always play out that way. Like uh Flintstones too, right? was up until like $800 range at one point, and now it's yeah, coasted back down, it. right? Yep. So there is no... Uh, no, like there was a lot of copies of it floating out of South America for a while. Exactly. And there's yeah. still a few popping up out of there, so it's driven yeah. the price down. And I don't think most people expected something like that to happen with that game. No, and right. and the odds of Magical Chase showing up like that are probably pretty slim. <laughs> but... Uh, 
I don't know the the magical chase container in Dubai. Just... <laughs> the the landfill next to the yeah. ETs. Uh, yeah, but I I'm kind of interested. I'm I'm curious. I'm, I'm a I'm amazed that you're gonna try to do that. <laughs> the, which the magical chase one? Yeah. I like I I don't know after doing the store and I've I've got like the stadium events I've got the uh, the entertainment uh, cart for the Super Nintendo I've I got a few Turbo CD games and I've I got some stuff that's quite valuable now I feel like I've I've got this whole new set of games available to me that I couldn't afford before yeah because I've got items I can trade and sell towards these other things that I really want um okay so here let me just throw this out real quick then um why not just say Know what? I'm gonna go for an like an NWC. I, I was that was on the radar until the last auction. That kind of scared me off. I, I was hoping if if I could get in a, a a decent looking gray one for seven grand, I I was going to be in the market. Okay. But the last one ended at eleven grand. That kind of scared me off a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's gone up a little bit. Yeah. Um, with with that kind of caliber cartridge too, I'm I'm willing to bend a little bit on the the quality, but you, I I don't want one that's torn to shreds. You I want the Mario? You want the Mario NWC? I, I want one that's easily <laughs> recognizable from a distance as an NWC card. <laughs> uh, um, so, I guess I mean uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else, but one last point at least I wanted to get to is who decides what complete set means just you that's that's an easy question yeah, yeah. it's i do okay um because it's like i said before i have no problem with those people that say my set does not include stadium events i i understand that and i know the reasoning why and i'm perfectly okay with that yeah they, they if someone says my set is complete i will never look at that and say well no it's not because they that person determines what their complete set is that's good because a lot of people have this mentality, right? Like there's some magical checklist. Yeah. And you have there to are, adhere there, to it. There is a checklist with magical chase on it <laughs> on RF generation, but that is not the magical checklist. Yeah. It, like I, I always make sure when I'm, when someone asks me in the store about my NES collection, I'm very specific with how I define it. It's not just I'm getting all the NES games. It's I'm getting all right. the licensed retail NES games. Yep. Released in North America. North America, yes. Right. And, and sometimes, once in a while, I'll have someone say, you know, like, well, do you have big nose? And it's like, no, I, I don't do those. Those aren't don't included in the list. And then they, then they look disappointed. But you should play some of them because they are good. I will. I will. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I know a lot of times people are really hung up on lists. Um, not always my – they're useful tools, but I don't think that um, – because, man, it really stirs up debate. Man, does that stir up debate. In a collector, talk about Sachin carts. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> I love it when that discussion comes up. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. It's like you know, it's 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 a very slippery slope. Once you start saying, okay, like, well, that's not every game that you can play in the Nintendo, and and then as soon as you go from the first time someone opens up from, okay, well, are you going to include on license? And it's like, well, no, we're not going to do that. And then you say, well, why not? You know, they're like all the like RBI baseball, like Pac-Man, Alien Syndrome, like those were all like Roadrunner, those were all legit titles that were on the system. Like, why wouldn't you include those? And it's like, okay, well let's include those. Okay, well now you've opened the door. So now it's all unlicensed, and it's like, well, what about the rentals? 
It's you know it's yeah. What about and, and, you, you sound like one of the uh, the Southern Republican congressmen when they're talking about like gay marriage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you well, can marry if, dogs. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <have> next. <laughs> but it's but that's, that's the whole slope. reason. Like 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 I don't I don't like that way of thinking. I don't like you know as soon as you start to put universal rules on it for everybody. Um, I I just much rather say like uh uh you know. This is what I'm doing. What are you? Oh, you're, you're doing that. Cool. How you doing with that? Awesome. Can I help you? Cool. What are you looking for? It's like that to me is way more productive and constructive than just getting on a forum and arguing. That's not my idea of a complete set. Like yeah. it's, it just doesn't serve any purpose. Yeah. I mean, like just the other day, cause like, hey, you know, crap, we mentioned Sachin games and I've been kind of <laughs> looking at a few of them. Like, I will probably want to pick a few of these up at some point in time. And I think actually in this case, these quote unquote lists help out in that case because the Sachin games are not as in demand because they're not on the unlicensed title list, right? <laughs> yeah. So people aren't that advantage. advantage. They're not trying to track them down. So um, it doesn't matter. I'll still want to pick some of them up at some point in time. So it works for me. I just think it's odd that, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. But again, going back to like, you know, you were kind of somebody that needs to be able to check something off, right? Like to go, I'm done. Yep. So there has to be a list somewhere. There has um, to be a list. can be your list, but there has to be a list. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. So I, you know, we've talked a lot about this and obviously this is, can be, this is extremely collector kind of question but you know what do you guys think is uh what's what's a set mean to you is does it have to be a rigid defined list do we all have to come to agreement or is it whatever uh you know strikes your fancy so uh you know we'd like to hear uh kind of what your thoughts are about that so you know jump in and give us some feedback and, and let us know what you think Well, thanks everybody very much for listening to another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Wow, you know, Krabby, we started this thing about two years ago. It's a long time. I know. Uh, it's amazing to me that we've been at this for that amount of time. And we didn't, we've come close. We didn't hit 24 shows, but we've come pretty close to that. I don't yeah, think that's bad. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. It's better than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, Krabby, thanks very much for taking. I know you have insane schedule, so um, thank you very much for taking the time to be back on the show again. No problem. I like I said, I missed you guys, and thank you for for Rich for jumping in last time. I think he did an awesome job. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more from Rich. Definitely. And uh, and Bill, as always, thanks for for being here. No problem. Always <laughs> always glad to have new members of the Dad's Club. Yeah, it's a, it's a very prestigious club. It is. It, it just takes a just takes a small amount of time to join. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a well, you can put in your application, but there's a waiting period. <laughs> right, right. Um, but hey, just to wrap up again. So uh, a couple different places you can find us. So Bill, where can people get the show? Just go to rfgeneration.com. That's right. Just track it down. Change, change your That's life. That's right. Crabo. <laughs> Um, we'll switch it up and say you can find us on the collectorcast.com. Absolutely. So RSS feed is there. It's also Podomatic. You get the Podomatic app. 
You can also get us on Stitcher. That's uh, definitely there. And we're, hey, we're on iTunes. I don't think we said that before, but we're on iTunes. Oh, no, we, we didn't say that. Yeah, you can just do it right there. Yeah. YouTube. I think we've probably pretty well covered it, but... Oh, the, no pickle will mention again? Oh, Jeez. man. I, I really I don't know bring if it's it up still there. Every, every time, I got to be the uh, one. Po- podcast gherkin. <laughs> Somebody has to sh- Google that really quick and see if that's actually still a thing. Still not on Zoom. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> My father-in-law visited not long ago, and he's got a Windows phone. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> find, a, we can- find a podcast app with an RSS feed reader, right? Oh, we've tried. I've tried. I've yeah, tried so many times, but uh, but seriously, uh, did, now did you guys know that Podcast Pickle was a finalist in the 2006 Webby Awards? I did not know that. And in 2007, was the winner of the Podcast Peer Award for Best Podcast Directory. That's probably like right before iTunes started what doing podcasts. What happened to them in 2008? Uh, iTunes started Wikipedia, listing podcasts. Wikipedia, Wikipedia doesn't. <laughs> say anything for that year <laughs> uh Dark but times i would just say a couple things i mean normally this is a part where i'd probably beg for money but if you're gonna if i'm gonna beg for money this time around um it's the rfgen donation drive so go go give some money to the site without it where where are we gonna spend our time and uh how are we gonna collect all these massive complete sets right seriously but uh yeah make sure you give us some feedback uh we really appreciate it Come uh, come join us. Rate us. Let us know that we're doing well. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. And uh, we'll see you next time. So he's a little sleep deprived, maybe from the baby. <laughs> that's what new. That's well, no, because that, that's too. when it, you know when you listen to the show, and then it goes to music before the topic. So <laughs> that's that's, go, that's going to be the music it goes to this time. Yeah, <laughs> that was Karnov. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go.